Tonight on the podcast, we've got so much James Gunn news. It's going to make you sick harder than that after trick-or-treating candy hangover. And we're going to do a tier list of our, what we've movies. Stay tuned. we got a good show for you coming up right now. Too many damn buttons. It is Friday night in Phoenix. You're locked into the Absolute Geek Podcast. The Friday before Halloween. I am Matt. And I am JP. How we doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad it's Halloween weekend. Yeah, you got big plans for the the spooky holiday? Big plans, big plans. Big party. Kids trick-or-treating, all kind of stuff. So, yeah. How about yourself? I'm uh, just gonna take my uh, my daughter trick or treating for her first time, and pretty much nice. pretty much it. Nice. Not a big Halloween person. I don't get into Halloween like we maybe other holidays like Christmas or Thanksgiving or. But hmm. now with Surprise. the kid, I guess Halloween's gonna be a bigger holiday. But. Yeah, it's bigger for a while, and then it uh, <laughs> then it then it uh, gets a little old. <laughs> then they're too cool for it, right? And then too cool for it, then you like it as an adult. So <laughs> back again, it's full circle. But uh, did you do any, get any pickups this week? Do any uh, thriving at the thrift stores? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, w- I hit a comic show on Sunday. How we doing? What's up, Sticks? Hey, guys. Hey, Sorry, Sticks. But yeah, I... Um, I did a uh, Sunday was a comic show and I got some stuff there, traded a couple things, uh, got finally uh, the Wolverine set from 82. was happy to get that. So Wolverine one through four uh, dark, uh, your favorite black Adam book. So, <laughs> so I got a couple things that I have something I was going to talk to issue about uh, if he jumps on uh, something that happened recently. I want to get his take on it. I got a pickup um, that didn't go as well as I thought. <laughs> So Uh interesting story. So uh, a little bit of a Craigslist uh, pickup. So missing connections, (laughs) casual encounters. Yeah. Yeah. I figured it was an older lady. So I figured he might know something about older ladies. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But yeah, it's older women. But yeah, besides that, I did get something in the mail. I got, uh, let me grab it here. These two pieces here are these three actually. A little bit of Voltron, if you can see that. Ooh, that's very nice. Number one, and then uh, Predator number one here. Nice. Guy met at a show, said he had him at home. When he got back from the show, he would uh, mail him out to me if I PayPal him the money. And I think we talked last week about, you know, sending out money to people you don't know, but I felt pretty good about it. And he delivered. He sent these two books plus an AVP book, Dark Horse Presents. So it was pretty cool. So I was happy with that. So that worked out well. So I was happy with that. How about you? Anything this week? Uh, no, I didn't pick up any get any pickups this week. Just local, uh, you know, your Wednesday warrior stuff. 
typical new release stuff. That's pretty much it. What about you, Sticks? You do any? So tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to my comic shop for the first time in two months. I'll be clearing out my box that I got holds on. And they're, my comic shop, my local comic shop, the comic shop here in Oswego, uh, New York, they're having their 30th anniversary sale. They've been open for 30 years. And I'll be picking up some more stuff aside from what's in my box. So you're saying so your wallet's going to start crying, huh? <laughs> my wallet, my wife. Yeah. Where are you at? You said, where in New York? I'm up, I'm up in upstate New York by Syracuse. So it's a town okay. called Oswego. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm near Buffalo. That's where you're, I'm at. I'm near by, Buffalo. You're by, um, uh, like, uh, um, Batavia, right? I'm south of that. So if you went toward like south of south of Buffalo, so um, oh, what, what's, what's near? yeah, right down there. So all right. So your weather is a little more snowier than mine, but still not much different. <laughs> no, not much different because you get it right from the you get it from Erie Lake. I get it off, oh, yeah. right off of Ontario. Ontario. So yep. Yeah. 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 You, you get the same stuff. Yeah, it's funny. You're on the same time zone as me. This, this, this show goes late for us. I, last time we got off, it was like what three o'clock in the morning, Matt. Listen, I, I won't. I'll make sure that doesn't happen. We don't need to have conversations about cars, Amish and, and car. insurance, and you know, we'll keep it, we'll keep it as tight as possible. As long you got to keep us on track. As long as you're buying from Shaq and the General, you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to talk about buying cars and. Paying taxes and or, all or stuff like that. Lance playing his guitar last week, and you know, that yeah, was always or Lance fun. totally starting a conversation, then just playing his guitar like he didn't <laughs> even do anything. That was like the epitome of I'm just going to sit back and watch the world burn right there as he's just sitting there watching this conversation happen as he plays his guitar. It's, what is it? It's Caesar, right? Caesar fiddled as he as room burned. Yeah, that's why mm-hmm. he had to go uh, pick the pumpkin patch this week as as uh punishment for what he did last week <laughs> that's why he's not here tonight he's out busy helping get to the pumpkin patch yeah, that can be fun when they're young that can be fun yeah, yeah my yeah. actually my local shop is doing an anniversary sale tomorrow i i think it's five year anniversary three or five year they're doing a bunch of mystery boxes and and stuff like that and it's like i, I want to go but in support but I'm not a fan of the mystery box, as as a lot of people know, because yeah. uh, it it's not worth the hit. I guess it depends on your your shop, right? If your shop doesn't spec on stuff, you might get some good stuff in there. If they do and they know what they've got, then yeah, you're not going to get anything that great, right? I mean, probably stuff you already have. He he usually purposely throws in like good books, like he knows what he's got, and he throws in good stuff. Yeah, and I'm um, like, yeah. Year for, I want to say it was either, I think it was Black Friday. I got a first print uh, killing joke in a mystery. Oh, wow. That are not neat. So that was cool. But yeah. I just, I don't know. Like a lot of times I get them and there's a bunch of variants I don't care about. Or it's like, oh, man, I really wish I had that 30 bucks back versus <laughs> the books I just got. Cause I guess, I guess at that part point, those I was going to suck. I guess if you're at least getting the value in the box, say it's a twenty-five dollar box, you get your twenty-five bucks back. Yeah, you know, you, you you can't complain too badly. But like I said, if you get if you've already got it, you know. But it's kind of like that gut punch because it's like these are a bunch of books I never wanted. I would never have bought otherwise. 
So you're like it's stuck with a bunch there. of crap you don't want. And you're like, oh man. Yeah. Well, that that's like uh, me. I go to the antique stores, and if I find there's not always, it's not what I'm looking for. But if there's margin, then I can turn into something I'm looking for. But if it if it's not, then it's just junk I didn't want. Like you just said, it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right. if you can't do anything with them, then screw it. Yeah. And a lot yeah, of those places. And you, 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 you know this. They're out of the way. You know, they're in places that don't have internet, so you can't look yeah. things up. So you better no. know what you're looking <laughs> at. You better know yep. what you're looking at when you buy it, you know? Yeah, it's funny how you walk in that door and then internet goes out and you're like, shit. Now I have no yeah, idea what the hell I'm buying. They got one of those uh, RPV devices that kills your internet. Yep. Yeah, and that, uh, that's what happened to me this weekend. I was going, I, I was looking at some books from a Craigslist ad and I had no internet. But I knew what I was looking at, so you know. Yeah. But anyway, she, uh, the person got mad. That was that was an tell issue about like how talking about like you you get these mystery boxes, Matt. Let's say and you open it up and let's say you found the Killing Joke book. Do you tell the guy like that book's worth a hundred bucks, right? Uh, would I tell him no? So if, if you go into an antique store and you see a book, let's, let's say I see Voltron number one and it's for two bucks, am I supposed to tell the antique store get person about it? No. No. So you no. so someone puts an ad on Craigslist and says a dollar a book. You go out, I don't want to buy all 500, 600 books. You pick up one and then, you know, you get an email back saying, hey, you, you got, you, you didn't, you told me that, you told me that that book was worth more than a dollar. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, you know, like it's, are yeah. you, are you, are you being, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how to play that one. So that was kind of my thing with Asia and you guys, maybe we'll talk about that later, but that was kind of something I ran into this week is just the way to, uh, find these books and, you know, you find a Hulk 181 in an antique store. Are you going to tell somebody if it's priced at two bucks? Not. Or... Absolutely not. No. It, and, you know, the, the the thing with places like that, they they mark their books the price. You know, if it's on them to know what they got because they're the store, right? Now, right. say it's your buddy, say it's your buddy or someone you know from here, you're you're probably gonna tell them, hey, listen, that book is worth a lot more than you think. You know, I'll give you X more. You know, just as a gentleman type of gesture for a friend, right? Right. Are you gonna pay like you know what? We're not going to play retail. So if I go out to, let's say I drive an hour and a half, two hours, and like, I wouldn't go that far, but let's say you do two hours to see some books from Craigslist and there's nothing but junk there and it isn't worth three, $400 to buy the whole lot. So you say, I'll just buy these couple off you. And then they get yeah. mad, you know, after the fact and say, Hey, you, that book was worth more than that. Well, you know, I mean, you, I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to buy a whole lot of books of junk. So if I find something, I'm going to buy it for retail. And then what the problem is, is you're going to have somebody else who sees those ads and says, Oh, I saw the books you had. It's worth more than that. Would you, that guy ripped you off. And that's what they do because anybody can say, yeah, I would have paid you a hundred bucks for that book. That doesn't mean they right. would have done it when it's in front of them. And they looked right. at it and said, right. Oh yeah, I'm not going to give you much. It got this and that it's not worth as much yeah. as that, but they'll say it easy, you know, on, on over the phone to somebody else and, and make you look bad. And I've had people where they've had stuff on like Facebook Marketplace. Hey, I'm selling this book. And you message them, you, you you strike up a deal with them, and you're going to go, and you get there, and the guy goes, well, somebody messaged me and said, you know, they give me X amount. Will you give me X amount? I'm like, 
no, I mean, you know, we've already struck the deal Maybe. for this price. All right. That's what you're going to get from me. If you don't want it, I walk. Right. You know? And I get yeah. it. Someone's going to offer you more money, but they better come through with that money because I'm here now. Yeah. They're, they're, it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. So that's. Yeah. But like if you already bought the book, there's no, hey, you ripped me off. I want my money back or I want that book back or whatever. Like. Yeah. You bought What's the book, that? it's yours. They agreed What's on your... that price. It's done though. You know, yeah, no one was no it was no gun in front of anybody. You know, like I didn't right. have to drive out there and waste my time and they didn't have to sell me the book, but what you once know. you've left or once it's shipped, that's done. You can't don't 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 have a buyer or seller's remorse and say, Hey, I need more money for that book. It's already gone from you and I've already left with the and paid you. Yeah. Or gotten paid hey, that's done. Yeah. That's a, your deal's done sorry buddy it's like there's an owner of a, co- a comic shop out here by the name of jesse james who who has a good business practice on that like if you he's having a sale and you go to a store and you know you find a key book and it's marked down or in his dollar bin and you're like oh well, this is going for x amount he he usually says i can either sell you the book at what it's marked or you i can sell it to you for you know, the price is there. What, what do you choose? And of course you're going to go, yeah, well, yeah. what it's marked. And he's like, yeah. all right, I'd rather make a customer and have you be a happy returning customer. Cause that's a lot more yeah. than the ultimate price of this book. So it's yeah, hard. It's a and a lot of people yeah. I know like doing eBay sales or garage sales or anything like that. Like it's, um, it's hard, but, and they think their, their stuff is worth top dollar. And yeah. everyone's everyone's shit is minty, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. you so, always think your shit's minty. So, like the, I was. The, the worst oh, thing ahead, is sir. going to the the worst thing is going to a garage sale, and people have the, their stuff marked like it's uh like it's a comic con, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like oh, well, that's a three hundred dollar book when you know it's probably one hundred and fifty. You know. Right. But. Yeah, because like Condition. if I were to sell my books at a, a yard sale, I wouldn't let anybody cherry pick. I know what I have. Right. So yeah. if someone came in and was like, "Oh, I want to buy all these books," can I just take what I want? No, you're either buying in bulk, or right. that's it. I'm not going to let you sit here and cherry pick my stuff, and then get all my good stuff, go around sell it for you know double what I have marked. You're mm-hmm. taking all the fodder with you too. If you if you want to yeah. go through the hustle of selling that, that's cool. That's on you. But you're taking this fodder too. You're not gonna just cherry pick my stuff and leave me with all the the stuff that's not gonna sell. Right. Yeah. And and that's the thing too. If you if you got if you're a flea market guy, you can buy bulk and you can put it up at your flea market and maybe charge a buck, two bucks a book, and eventually you'll get rid of it. It'll take forever, but you can do it that way. Um, right. I don't want to do. I want to. I want to find keys that are at antique stores or flea markets i don't want to go buy a collection unless it's worth it you know if someone says i want five thousand dollars for this collection and it's nothing but you know but a bunch of fifty dollar books and there isn't anywhere near five i mean maybe it's worth five thousand if i'm lucky so i'm not going to outlay the money i'm not paying retail for that but if i go and someone wants a buck a book you know there got to be at least a thousand dollars worth of books there if I'm going to pay 500 just for my time to try to get rid of that kind of stuff. That's how I look at it. But yeah. again, the way this thing worked out this weekend was I couldn't get any more pictures of it to see what else was there. And so I drove out on a whim and I was like, damn it, there's nothing here. 
but then I was yeah. pretty hopeful with some other things. But then I, you know, I got a, I got a message later on that there, someone was pissed, and I was like, you know, that someone told you that book's worth more than it is. It's not worth that much. You got it reasonable price. You know, I could have given you more. You could have said no. You know, but it is, it is what it is. You agreed to it. It's a reasonable price. You didn't get ripped off, but you're just mad. And that's just, right. you know, buyers, reg sellers regret. And that's unfortunate because you don't want that situation, yeah. right? Everyone wants to walk away happy. And yeah, again, it comes with, down to knowing what you got. You hit them with the old, uh, this book is only worth what someone's willing to pay for it. And I'm willing to buy it for this amount of money. So that's how much the book's worth. If yeah. it's not, then I'm walking away, yeah. you know, and right. I'm, yeah. I, if I'm going to drive all the way out here and then you, here's the price I'm going to pay for these junk books. They weren't even in boards and bags. You know, they were just shoved into boxes. I was like, not even good shape, blah, 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 blah. All right. Listen, I just drove all out here. How about we just do, I'll take these five books. I'll give you this amount of money and, and call it a day. Then you can sell the rest of them. And here's some ideas on what else you could sell in your house that, you know, you need to liquidate. This will go faster than trying to sell these bunch of crappy ass comics. And so I felt I was helpful in that regard. And uh, someone wasn't happy right. at the end of the day because somebody else saw the ad and said, hey, that's worth more than that's worth that much money. No, it's not. Look on eBay. eBay sale. eBay sold is much different than eBay, you know, what someone's asking for. So Right. right. And then you come yeah. back with, oh, well, it's going for this on eBay. Yeah, but it's going for this condition. You know, is your book is yeah. not this condition. Your book is not 9, 8 near mint quality yeah. your book is like a five this is it's got a watermark here it's got a bend here it's got color break here your book ain't yeah. worth that much that much yeah. it's right. not worth you know yeah Con how condition is everything how can somebody on on craigslist or facebook look at a picture and say i would have given you that much for the book you can say that without seeing it in person but until you show up somebody i can't believe that they missed out on the book yeah, yeah. and it wasn't that great of a book I, you know so in my opinion but it just was unfortunate G.I. Joe, British American Hero is on with us now. Look at that. Nice. What's up, guys? You I got my Batman. great liquid spill of 2022? I did. I, I just had a harrowing last like 15, 20 minutes. I, I swear there's a conspiracy out there in my life to make sure I never make this show on time because I got home early today and I would have been on time and then I fucking spilled my drink everywhere and I'm sitting right now on a wet chair. But there you go. <laughs> You sure it's not just old age? It's not old age. It's, it actually was a drink that spilled. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> Same thing happens to me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> happens to the best of us. Hey, Rohan. Those are just around the corner for me. How's Let's it going, go guys? Hey, Rohan. Welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Hey. So... Do you want to add? Do you want to like reiterate your question to Ish JP and see what he has to, has to say about it? Yeah, yeah. I'll just say hi to Rohan real quick. This is the first time he and I have ever uh, actually been live together, so we always uh, yeah. communicate on Instagram back and forth. So yeah, of course you got a Seahawks too. jury. <laughs> it's on Fridays. That's what they do in Seattle here. <laughs> nice, but uh, yeah, I, Rohan knows this. This you know, I told him a little about this, but Ish, question is, is just uh, how do you you know? I like going around the antique stores and flea markets and you find a couple books and usually you find something pretty inexpensive. And are you supposed to tell people if they got a, you know, Marvel superhero 20 for two bucks, you know, is that, is it the job of the, of the flea market person to know that kind of stuff? Do we tell them? 
And then when it comes down to buying books directly from people off of Craigslist or uh, out in your neighborhood, are you, you know, what do you, where do we draw the line of trying to, we're not trying to rip somebody off, but we're, you know, if they don't know what they have or they don't care what they have, they just want to get rid of it. Where do you kind of draw the line? And then where do you got buyer's remorse after the fact of, or seller's remorse actually, that somebody gets mad that the book's actually worth more than it they thought it was based on eBay. So you're saying someone's selling something and, and you know it's much more valuable than what they're selling it at. Well, not a, like if you went out to go buy a, you know a, a whole a, a whole collection of comics and it's a couple hundred books, right? And they want to buy a buck a book and you're thinking, you look through this and you go, there's no way. I mean, I get, you got a shop, so you got a different story. You can slay these out and you can sell each book for a buck over the time of your, you know, you got, True. you got places to sell it. But somebody else like me, Rohan or Matt, we don't really, you know, what are we going to do with these books? We, you know, we don't want these crappy books. We want keys for at least, at least we do. So, you know, you don't want to buy all of them. So you just want to buy the ones that are decent. So you give a reasonable price, but then somebody comes back after the fact, seller's remorse and says, hey, somebody else called me up and said they would have given me more money for that well, particular that, book. That's too bad for them. I mean, that's we're all adults here. You know, everybody, you know, you do your research, you know, you know what you're selling, you know what you're buying. And, you know, I don't know. That's, yeah, that's flea market. You find some deals at a flea market. You take it, you know. I mean, let's say you go, you get, a, you you see an ad on Facebook. You know, I got a thousand comics. I just, I just found a, an empty locker, and the guy doesn't have time to go through it. And so you go out there and you want to look, and you find a Hulk 181, our dream book, right, Rowan? Dream book, Hell Hulk yeah. 181. And then, do you say, okay, I'm going to give you ten thousand dollars for this collection? You know, they just found a storage locker. They, they, you know, they didn't find it. They, they somehow got got it right they got the yeah. contents of it they're selling it they want a thousand bucks a dollar a book and you're like you find that book then hell that's then it's an easy that's an easy sale no problem but you go to that you go to that that's same locker hunting. yeah but you go yeah. through it and you find nothing good and you say shit i'm not paying you know there's a couple good ones in there they might be worth you know 500 bucks i'll give you you know and then they're like you know they don't want to sell it off to you which is fine that's that's their right but, you know, everybody has to be an adult when you're doing that. And, and you got to know what you're looking for. And if you find yeah, a big book, a, do you tell it's them? A, it's a peer-to-peer -peer transaction. So, I mean, kind of everybody's responsible for their own end when you're doing Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. It's like you don't have to buy And, and it's whatever that... you agreed upon. If that's the agreed upon price, then that's what it is moving forward. Yeah, it's like you don't have to buy anything that – you don't want to pay for and they don't have to sell you anything that they want to sell that they don't want to sell to you for. So if you did the research and they didn't, that's on them in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, I agree with that. There's a, there's all kind of, and I like this, you go around at flea markets and just yell, Oh my fucking God, I can't believe they have this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you start to shake when you see something pretty good, but I, I've never seen a Hulk 181 or, you know, an ASM 129, but that's always the hope. Then I run into that moral compass of you find it, you're supposed to say something, right? There's enough internet information you know, out there for people to it's find up to it. you. You could you could take a book like that, sell it, and kick them back some money, you know. That's a good point. If that's something yeah, I mean, if it, that's something that you know make you know that that you feel strongly about, then there's nobody nothing stopping you from from sharing the profits with you know whoever passed on an idea. amazing deal to you. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's you'd say you like, know, hey, I know. bought this book off book. I bought this book from you for a dollar. I made a thousand. You know what? Here's a hundred bucks. Thank you. That's a good idea. You know, they, yeah, you know, I mean, for them, that's found money too. For all they all they knew is they sold the book for a dollar, and that's what they agreed to. Yeah, I would and think the thing some of it would be like circumstantial though too. Like if you're you use the, the analogy of going to an like buying it from someone who just won like a a storage locker auction and they're like i got all these comics i don't know what they're worth come look at them you kind of go you know you i at least i would like look through it and be like oh man hulk 181 i would keep them. i'll be like what do you what what do you want for all these and i'll be like you know if i don't take him you're gonna have to move them and find <coughs> part them out and find something to buy them i'll take all these for x amount of money you know or let what them you, shoot what you an you offer, and then you'd be like, hmm, well, I don't know if that's worth that. You know, you kind of do like the Pawn Stars thing with them, right? Like the, right. oh, I, I don't know if it's worth that. or But you just be yeah. like, you you kind of, I would kind of play up to the, look, you're going to have to find labor to get them out. You're going to have to go through every book. You're going to have to part them out. You're going to have to work, try and sell them, try and ship them. You're going to have to get them graded because they're worth more than graded. You know, you start laying out all the effort they would have to put into it. And then you're like, I'll give you this amount, and you're more likely to get a very, very good deal for them than being like, well, this Hulk 181 is like a, you know, four thousand yeah. dollar book. So, right. And don't, yeah. Sometimes and, it's a poker not, game. You know, you gotta have a poker face and and not always show all your cards. You know. Yeah, I mean, it I, happens every day at the at the at the drive at when you sell your car or buy a car, man. I mean, it's just you know, it's the nature of the business. Uh, you know. Yeah, and I think too, like, I mean, I own a business as well, right? And it's you as the business owner price things that you think are reasonable that will sustain your business or at least that you should be right if they didn't do the five minutes of research to know that they could have made more off of it that's on them right it's not like they've priced this hoping that someone's going to come in and offer them more and that's going to save their business like they put prices on it that's going to keep them in business and if that's what they've got that's what they've got i don't think you need to feel guilty about it that's my personal opinion right they put their margin on it to sell it and that's the, and they're happy with yeah. that yeah. Like I was yeah, in a store on last Saturday and Ish knows this gentleman who owns the store and he was <laughs> bragging to me about just how great his store is. And he goes, Oh, well this guy came in yesterday and tried to sell me a collection. I didn't even want. And I was digging through it and I couldn't find anything. And then I stumbled across this star Trek book. I know Ish is going to ask me what book I had no idea. I know is that like Spock on the cover and it was really old. Was he? Yeah, it was probably off star Trek. Number one. Yeah, and he was like, and was it at least like gold was like, well, key or DC? It had it been gold key? Yeah, it was gold key. And he was like, "Ooh, that's like a three hundred dollar book." Right. So he's like, nope. "All right, I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks for your collection." And the guy was like, "Oh, well, come on, man, can't you do at least two? And he's like, "Yeah, I'll give you two hundred for it." So he bought it, and then the guy calls him back an hour later and goes, "So that collection you just bought, how do you like it?" And he's like, "It's whatever, I guess." And he's like. Well, you just took me, you just stole from me. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, that, that Star, that Star Trek book is like a $300 book and you only give me $200 for my collection. Like, I want that book back. He's like, all right, I'll sell it back to you for a hundred bucks. If you wanted that bad, come and get it. And the collection was all like duct taped and a masking tape all over it and water damage. And I was like, I wouldn't even give him a hundred bucks for that. Like, yeah. that, that, the, the Star Trek was even in rough shape. I was like, I wouldn't even give him a hundred bucks for that. So, so wait, they I mean, made the deal. And then the guy went home and called back and said, "Yeah, hey, you should have paid me. You should have paid me more for my collection." <laughs> yeah, 
You should have known what you had in the first place. What do you, did you did that just that? happen to you, JP? Yeah, that's a, that was just talking about that. After the fact of what I went home with, I, I got a I got a message back saying, you know, I would have got more for that book, but that's should, uh, you should ask more. Yeah, so I, I mean I, that, but that's the difference between somebody saying, I, "It happens to me all the time when I go to flea markets." I I look up a book if I have internet connection, because <laughs> there's never internet at the flea market or at the antique store, and I'll see a book and I'll go, "Oh wow, this is worth." $150 on key collector. Cause that's the easiest one to use. Then I go home cause I bought it for five bucks. And I'm like, Oh, I made a nice little profit there. And I go to put on eBay, let's say and eBay selling it for 20 bucks. It's, I mean, they're not the same, the pricing. So you get excited about it, but then really what eBay will sell it for is a lot, sometimes a lot less than what the actual going, you know, uh, key collector or, right. uh, you, you name it. So, the, the person who said I would that book was worth more, that's not truthful because I saw on eBay myself that book is not selling yeah. for more than thirty bucks on eBay. And, and that's so, the problem with like apps like that. They can Mike, they can tell you this book is worth this much, but it's only selling for this much. Right. He, I mean, I look at if I'm going to get rid of something in my collection, I'm going to sell it for key collector price. If I'm going to try to sell something I don't care yeah. about, I'm going to put it on eBay. Like, right. If, if you want to get something from my collection, something good that I like, you're gonna have to pay me what key collectors, what that yeah. is just to make it worth even, my while to sell. Yeah. I wouldn't even go off key collector. Honestly, I'd go yeah. off of, off of e GPA. eBay. So, yeah, eBay is so. like the standard. Right. But if I'm going to sell something like I don't care about, it's not a PC book. Let's say one I'm going to try to flip, I'll use eBay. But if it's like one of my books that I, you know, you got to make it worth my while to get rid of it yeah. is what I'm saying. That I just look yeah. at it two different ways. If it's a PC book, you know, give me more for it to make to to have me part it, part from it. But if it's not a PC book, I'm okay selling it for eBay prices, as long as I got margin. Yeah. Uh, the the thing in that is though, I mean, whether it's your PC or not, I mean, what what the going rate for that book is is what the going rate for that book is. Right. Oh yeah. yeah I, I don't disagree with that. It's why like it it, it might say. Like people who list listed prices and sold prices are the difference is sometimes great because people will list something. And I want the thousand dollars for that book, but it's only going for six hundred or you know. Yeah, and that's the and that's the thing. Like if somebody's you know somebody wants something I don't want to get rid of, like you know, let's say Spider Man three hundred. Well, then you know maybe on eBay it's going for five hundred, but yeah. I'm only going to get rid of mine for X amount. Because I don't really want to get rid of it, so that's that's the difference. You have to make it worth your while. If, in that if that's way. your only, if that's your only one, and you don't want to get rid of it, right? You know, price it the so, way you want to sell it. I mean, that's, yeah. Then you're that's you're totally out. falling into the, the this is my. I don't want to sell it, but if you want to offer me that amount of money, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, or if it's yeah. e okay, Wait. if I don't care about it, I'll eBay it. Make me the offer fine. I can't refuse. Exactly, yeah. and that's what it is. You know, what's, send what's me an FF fifty two. What's the offer that's going to take it from your hands to mine? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That and that's and that's what it comes down it, to. But it's it's a it's an interesting. It, it's an it's interesting, also tough uh, because because everyone's selling almost the same stuff and and especially on eBay and things like that. There's like at any time there's like hundreds of ASM three hundreds on eBay, whether it's graded, raw, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's 
it's there's a lot of out there you can find if you want to find it. It just comes down to, you know, we all collect what, what, what we want. What I'm trying but, to say is, what I'm trying to say is, you're fighting other people to sell that book. Yeah, and that's why the prices keep going down on eBay. <laughs> right. As, as more get listed, the price is going to, you know, tick down. I, and that's what people that don't know enough about it they look at this what this the what the sale is not the sold price and that's what gets them upset and then people like my uh, us that want to keep books we're going to price it at key collector or whatever gpa just because we have an affinity for the book but other ones we understand what to look through on ebay and say okay the sold price is this so i know what to look for on it so when i'm hunting for it i'm not going to pay more than that for it so i get some margin but um just like any Right. Any guy who's buying a car or anybody who's in business, like Rowan said, just you got to know your margins, and that's yeah. part of the business. I'll yeah. tell you, I mean, I'm also shocked how much often you'll find pricing difference between two different comic book stores. Um, like, for example, I there's two shops that I go to fairly often. Both have been in business for 25 plus years. So it's not like these guys are new. They understand this comic book market. And I went to the one that I go to more often and he had a X-Men 133, right? The first Wolverine solo cover, 15 bucks. I was like, heck yeah, I've picked that up. No, no problem. I went to the next store the next week. They had the same exact one. And this was obviously, this was back when prices before they crashed to where they are currently. And he had it for 200 bucks. <laughs> and it's like, pff, score for me. Like, but I didn't feel guilty. I mean, like I said, like this guy knows what he's doing. Like he sold her 15. That's the price he chose. So. Yeah, yeah, what's holy crap? What a difference that is. And I've, I, I've yeah. had, I've seen that like a lot. Like, I mean, another one, like I had a Fantastic Four fifty seven, got it for forty bucks at one shop. Another shop had it for one hundred fifty. Like, it, it's crazy sometimes. Like the difference you've seen just between comic book stores, let alone a flea market. Yeah, well, why might that, that be? A lot of it has to do with what. A lot of it has to do with what they paid for the book. Totally. So yeah. The guy exactly. who sold it for fifteen. For all you know, that could have he could have bought a collection super cheap, and that was like a throw-in book or just a book he's had collecting dust forever. So he's like fifteen bucks, you know, no big deal for him. Just move the book. Whereas the other store, maybe that guy went out and bought a beautiful, nice copy, paid I don't know whatever, you know, eighty bucks, ninety bucks for it, and now has to charge you know one hundred fifty, two hundred to make money. Have to get his, yeah. But it also goes back to to customer service, right? Because if you sell that book at, at that cheap price, you're guaranteeing that that person's going to come back and shop. Oh, heck yeah. Again. Totally. Versus totally. the 200, uh, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to shop there anymore, yeah. you know? But does that same guy, does that same guy who buys, sorry, real quick, the same guy who's going to sell it for 15, is he going to then give you for a hundred dollar book, offer you 15, four or 10, right? Is he, you know what I mean? Like you kind of, you kind of give and take there. And then the guy who's charging 200, is he going to give you, you know, for a book that's worth 200, is he going to give you a hundred for it? Or is he going to offer you 15? So you kind of wait out. Like I don't mind paying 15 for his lower price book, but when I go in there to sell it, I know I'm not going to go to his shop. I'm going to go to the other guy who's charging 200 bucks because I can get a hundred yeah, for that book. You know what I mean? I mean, so I've been at the guy that I got it for 15 bucks. I've been there, I think three times now where he's bought a guy's collection. So like I see, or I have seen, I shouldn't say, I have seen like what he's paid for something. So it's like, I know if like, if I'm, if I'm wanting to sell it, I would, and nothing against him. Like I just wouldn't go to him because I know <laughs> what I'd get from him. Like that's just, right. but again, like that's, that's me. It's not, it's my book, right? I can sell it for whatever I want for. Right. But you know, you can get a good price there, but you're not going to sell your book there, but you're going to oh. go to, to the issue store and he's going to give you more for him, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, if I'm going to sell something, I want to, 
put it where I know I can get the most for it. Right. Hey, yeah. And that's at least it, that's at least you're, he's, they're staying even. Like I got a guy locally who he will buy for eBay and then he sells it for key collector. I'm like, listen, you got to take that Eternals one down. It isn't worth $200 anymore. <laughs> take it down. You know what I mean? And, and then really? I understand what you're going to give me for my book, but I'm not paying you for the Eternals 200 or number one, $200 for that. So you can't have the, but you have to be either one way or the other. So. And you have to be up on the market, right? It's not worth twenty dollars anymore. So now you got to come down on your price. Hopefully, you yep. didn't pay two hundred dollars for that book. Yeah, and, and, if, you, you, and if you did, now you're taking a loss. It's gonna sit. It's gonna yeah. sit. You're not gonna pay for it and just eat yeah. it until you get can get rid of it because it may hopefully yeah. it'll come back. I mean, I'm sure Ish in his store has ten or twenty boxes of Star Trek: The Next Generation books that he can't get rid of. You know? <laughs> no, no, Ish bought all those. Well, some of those. <laughs> those are PC books. books. They're in the vault. Yeah. yeah. So, those those fly off the shelves. Are you kidding me? When them Trekkies uh, come in, uh, the fire fall. Yeah, I always have to. T I always have to convince people. I was like, buy the Star Trek books, Bill. Don't pass yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. It's got the first Q in it. I have a I have a question for Ish. Since you own a, a comic shop, do you have any like hard and fast rule that's like I bought it for this, therefore I won't go under that price? Because I feel like oftentimes you see you know, a dealer will buy something, obviously, let's say a year ago when prices were much higher and now where the market's at, they refuse to drop down to that price and they would rather just hold versus just like kind of turning over inventory. Do you have any kind of rules you use for that situation? It really depends on the book. If you have confidence that the book will eventually go back up mm -hmm. or it's just kind of, you know, an evergreen book that's always going to be desirable. Or if it's something that like, yeah, you're like, it had its moment and it ain't going to be back in the spotlight. You know, you have to drop your price, but then it's all it comes down to yeah, what you paid for, what you're willing to let go. How much you're willing to lose on it or make on it, right? You know, a couple bucks or yeah. lose a couple bucks just to move the inventory and get on to the next one. Yeah. You know, the Star Trek books sure. will I mean, eventually like, come yeah. back. Yeah. Do you want to invest? Do you want to spend four hundred or five hundred dollars only to make a hundred dollars? You know, that's sometimes a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. We buy a book yeah. for five hundred, and we know it's going to sell it around six hundred. Yeah. So I just put down five hundred, and ultimately, I'm just going to make a hundred off it. That's not the greatest margin, oh, probably. Yeah, no, no one wants to lose money, though. You know, so. Um, no, and and I'm used to it. I mean, but most of the time, you walk in dealership dealer, and you know you're going to get fifty cents on the dollar, and I'm okay with that, right? I I'm, I grew up with that, but you know, if, if I'm buying somewhere else, it's going to be you know you want to want to get more form than that but if you need money and you want to sell your book or you want to turn that book you bought for nothing into something else and you go to dealer they're going to give you 50 cents in a dollar and you just got to be you got to be comfortable with that because those guys have to make money too because they got they got bills to pay for the shop now we all have bills to pay so it doesn't mean that they're they should get that but they have a shop right and they you know there's some, also, some way to look at it that i think also part of the trade-off with that is that you go to that dealer say and you sell it to him you know you're going to get money right away, right? Whether or not be 50 cents on the dollar, it's still money right then, right? Whereas if you want to get your full value, it's going to take you a lot more time, a lot more effort, a lot more work to sell there. Sure. So that, that does have value there. You're right. Good point. Yeah. So and, that's, that's where you're okay with going there. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's also a difference the between a, a one-off. You just w walk in. They've never met you. They don't know who you are. you got books to sell versus that's your LCS that you always go to for comics yeah. or – You've sold before and you build a relationship. 
that's when things can get okay. Things can get real nice for both parties. True. Yeah. Where yeah, I wish I had that. Uh, I I will say that the one nice thing about my shop is that they have a guy, and they, they I think they would do it for if you had the right amount of stuff. They they will put your stuff if you say you're selling your stuff. They they they'll tell you mark your stuff, put it in a box, and I'll put it up on the counter. And if it sells, we'll consignment. You know, make a make a you know a little profit off of it and you'll sell your book yeah i'm okay with i mean if you can't get rid of them on ebay and they can they got people coming every looking for stuff maybe get rid of it quicker that way yeah and and some people don't want to deal with ebay they don't want to deal with paypal they don't want to deal with you know having to pay seller fees because you're you're, oh yeah it's 13 percent You've got to mark it up. Even then, you got to mark it up because you've got to try and beat out the fees, right? Well, that's the hard part about eBay. Is you look on that 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 book that caused me problems this week. I saw it selling for as little as twenty bucks, as much as seventy-five. That's a pretty big. I mean, I know grade has to do with it, but it's a pretty. For let's just say they're all the same, similar grade. That's a pretty big difference. And with seller fees, if you sell a book for twenty bucks and you're losing, you know, let's say twenty percent on that book. Yeah. Right, yeah, four 20, bucks. Twenty twenty five percent, yeah. yeah. And then you got to ship it. You know, like you're. What are you making on yeah. it? So, right. Yeah, and you bought it for eight bucks to begin with back in the day. You know what I mean? Right. So now you're like, yeah. okay, now I got to. And now you're get selling it for twenty it. with all these fees, and in the end, you made like I made two dollars, and I went through this whole cycle of of selling. And, and, and that's Instagram. Another one, the people putting on books for three bucks. I'm like, what are you making on these books for three bucks? You better sell a whole ton of them for three bucks to make it worth your time to sell a book for three bucks. This one for three, this one for three. I mean, you got to ship right. out a bunch of books. Right. But on Instagram, you're not paying fees. You're not paying the fees, but you still got to ship it. So the person buying it, he's buying one book for three plus the shipping it at eight. So you're 11 bucks for one book. And if, if that book's worth three, you got, you got 11 into it. Now, if you go to sell it, it better be better be worth more than that now to make it worth your while, unless it was just a PC book, right? Well, that's why as a seller, you're hoping that they'll they'll be willing to build up, right? So you you say you can get forty five bucks for fifteen bucks shipping, right? So you're yep. hoping they're they're buying those forty five books at three bucks a piece. Now you're making one hundred and fifty. Right? And that, and that's better. I, I see them with single books. I'm like, why do you just sell one book? Just put a bunch of them on there. Just you yeah. know have. And had have one someone yeah. buy because that's got to be a pain in the ass too. If you're the guy selling it, you're, you're putting this book's going here, this book's going to you know uh, Oregon, this book's going to Florida, this book's going to California, all over the place. Like it's yeah, I don't know if it's I mean, worth if three legal, bucks uh, to make. Legal size fl- flat rate flat rate envelope legal size is now ten dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, the price went up again. Did it? So so yeah. at the minimum, if you're charging ten fifty for the shipping, you're not making a, a dime on it. And I think yeah, in one I of those well, you can probably probably send yeah. about ten books bagged and boarded for that. So yeah, unless you're, you know, like like I sell a Macari, so a lot of times I put the, and I probably shouldn't do it, but I put the shipping fee in with the price, right? So and I, I mark it as free shipping, which technically mm-hmm. it is, right? Yeah, you know, but but the books I don't overprice the books. You know, I'm I'm pretty fair. I'm like 25% off eBay because I want to move my books. Yeah, but you're adding the shipping onto it, and and they probably get that going, get free shipping. So it's worth it. I'm willing to take offers on stuff because, like, I want to move the book. And a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, 
It's that, it's that uh, you know, you get the guy who does double listing, right? One with shipping price, one without the shipping price. It says free shipping, right? It's the same book, same seller. Two different, two kind of different prices, even though it's the same price. Right, right. They're just, someone thinks they're getting it for less, but so. then they forget it. They don't have to ship it. <laughs> right, right. Yep. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's, 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 uh, it's its own little you know, subculture. Uh, hey, and I, I'm not ripping you off, but a lot of times what I'm doing is this guy's got it for free shipping. I'll buy it from him. It's free shipping. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of times the, the mentality is free shipping. And that's why people both. say you charge it nineteen ninety nine. It's not twenty bucks. I'm still paying less than twenty for it, right? You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, it's like the I psychology saw. is bizarre if you think about it. Yeah, it's the one penny saw, makes the difference. You know, yeah, that's the I, deal I saw, breaker. I saw a meme the other day, and it was like forty dollars plus ten dollars shipping, eh, and then it's like fifty dollars free shipping. I'm on that. Like, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's how. Yeah, lot, exactly. People. People gravitate to the word free. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're paying for it one or the other, but you don't see, you see it like, oh, I'm getting a deal. Well, yeah, it's like anybody who goes. People to... are weird. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I can have a book sitting there raw, like a new release comic cover price, three ninety nine, sits on the rack for months unsold. So I'm like, all right, I'm back issuing it now. Throw it in a bag and board, mark it up two bucks, sells immediately. And I don't know why. Really? The people, just the fact that it was bagged and boarded with the price tag, oh. now this is something I want. Sitting on the rack <laughs> for months and months, just sitting there naked, cover price, no no interest. No, no. the weirdest that. thing. And I've seen, it ha- I've seen it happen so many times. As soon as I bag and board it, stick a price tag, put it in the long box, it sells within days. You know what I mean? I, I live out here in Seattle. I want to tell them why you sold. Because now you put a $5 bag and board on it. Five dollar. <laughs> 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 um, I'm, I'm sorry. Saying, I, oh no, sorry. I, I so I live in Seattle, and so I have a ton of friends that you know like work at Amazon. So I kind of hear them talk about things, and you know, and people when they shop on Amazon, they're like, "Oh, I have Prime, so everything ships for free." And so it's like, "Oh, I'd much rather just go through Prime because I get free shipping." And it's like anyone that works there will tell you, like, it's not free shipping. The free shipping is built into the pricing that they set. So oh, yeah. It's just the same thing that you guys are talking about, right? Just, but it makes you feel much better. Right. But then if you can say it's free shipping and it's free returns and all that kind of stuff, then it makes life easier. Yeah. So therefore, there's some, you know, you're buying an eBay. I don't mind doing it on eBay because, you know, if somebody screws you over more times than not, you're going to get your money back. Right. Yeah. But if you buy on, you know, just showing up at someone's house and, and like that collection you were talking about, somebody buys it and then calls back and says, oh, you ripped me off. That doesn't eBay. Someone else deals with it. You don't have to deal with it. I mean, you still do, but you don't have to be the middle. There's a middle person dealing with it, and, and you know, right. usually it's pretty. It's set in. It's it's taken care of. That's like the psychology of commerce. So, like, it's built into us from a young age, like that. Like, you you look at something, and you're like, oh, that TV is five hundred bucks. Ooh, but that same TV here is four ninety nine or four ninety eight. Which one are you gonna get? You know, your brain is wired to think you're getting a deal when you're really not. You know, it's. Nah. Right. Yep. It's just crazy how that works. But yeah, there's a couple things that go with that too. I mean, if you have a better uh um experience at one shop, you might be willing to pay a little more, right? Like just like the comic shop. If you if you go there and they have one book for twenty bucks and the other one has it for fifteen, 
but you know you're going to get a probably a better deal on something else at the other shop you're going to pay the 20 bucks you're not yep. going to go shop to shop you know I mean, we, we get we get that with local. we have a barnes and nobles up the street from us and they sell marvel trade paperbacks sometimes buy one get two free right i always tell oh. like we should go and just wow. buy all of their inventory but people still come <laughs> to our shop. They're aware they can go to Barnes and Nobles and get a better deal. Right. But they come to us. Why is it? Because I guess that's if, me. I don't know. And that's if they no, have. Kidding, but but that's we, you know we try <laughs> we strive we strive to provide such like personalized service to people that like, that's the difference. Like yeah, said their willingness and willing to spend a couple dollars more. You know, and right. have an experience. And, and you, it's, the, it's the experience. Yeah, you or want support them to local. Back. You know, and not corporate. I want them to come back to spend more money. So. I agree. Let's just go to the shop where the old guy's going to try and talk us into buying Star Trek comics. That's where we want to go. <laughs> well, it's because they know they've heard the legend of Corbin and his great negotiating skills and the deals that yes. are given away by Bill. If you're just <laughs> the like, there's a little bit of dirt book. on that. Yeah, there's a little bit of dirt on the cover of that book. And. All right, discount. You know, it's it's the legends of Bill. That's what that's what gets you people in your doors. It's like buying dented cans at the grocery store. You know, get get that discount. That's right. Oh, it's got a Microsoft went down fifteen points. It's back up today. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, yeah. Like like I said, it's that scene in Big Daddy when they're shopping and the kids slamming. (laughs) Yep, cans <laughs> on the ground, and it's like Microsoft that went down 15 points. We're gonna save money every we can, <laughs> but all so right. We, well, that was oh, go ahead. Duh. I was gonna say, what we got today, we got news to do, right? Yes, sir. I was gonna say, that's a good po- jumping off point. A great comic shop talk, great insight. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of geek news. All right. First up tonight, we're talking about the big news of the week. DC finding its very new or its own version of Kevin Feige. Uh, looks like James Gunn's time working with Marvel Studios has come to a close. Tuesday, Warner Brothers announced Gunn and longtime collaborator Peter Saffer as the new co-chairs of the newly created DC Studios. The studio's new outfit overseeing all things film, television and animation. The movie, uh, the move is arguably the latest of Gun or the largest of Gun's career, as he'll oversee virtually every DC-related project, live action or otherwise. It's also a move that particularly guarantees his time with Marvel has come to an end. What do we think of this? Is this a good move? Is this kind of a, a head scratcher move? Is this a move that excites you? I like it. I definitely like the move. I, I, I don't think it's a head scratcher move at all. I don't, I don't know if it excites me. Sorry, go ahead. I think it's a head scratcher move in in a, a lot of ways because this dude has hit home runs with Guardians of the Galaxy and Suicide Squad. All right, Suicide Squad maybe not as much as Guardians, but he took some lesser known characters and and made them fun. But his second outing with him, look at the Guardians too. His second outing with him wasn't as as enjoyable. So it's kind of like he catches you off guard and has that that majesty of like bringing these characters you don't know about to life and, and putting them on your radar. But it's kind of like, what 
I guess in what realm does this make him qualified to to lead this kind of thing? So you're saying it's a head scratcher for DC then, not for him? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it. I Ooh. mean, him. He's like, oh man, I can make all this money and you know have all this say and. He's yeah, a no-brainer well, when it comes to him. Well, now he might get a, a good-looking girl. Well, actually, no, he has one now. He already oh, has right. a good-looking girl. He already <laughs> has a good-looking girl. Uh, I mean, I think, DC is, that, I think DC is just in a position where it's just like their credibility has just gone they down do the, the crapper. And it's like they're going to try, in my opinion, that, like they're looking to just make a move that's going to make good, positive headlines for that. And if James Gunn's a hot name and he's willing to come on board, I think they got you know no choice almost to but to go swing for the fences on it. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think it's just like a, a company who's trying to come out of the, uh, you know, name one with uh, you know Apple had their time in the '90s where they got rid of um, uh, Steve Jobs. They brought a couple of the guys back in, and then they brought Jobs back in the end, and that saved the company. You, you might see DC doing a couple different moves like this that make sense on paper, but don't amount to anything or sound good. I think I think this is a good move in my opinion, but uh, you know we'll see. I, I I get what you're saying about he doesn't ever hit the home run on the second. He hasn't yet hit the home run on the second film, but I'd have to say Guardians. Both of them were good and they were fun movies to watch and different. Suicide Squad was definitely pretty cool. In my opinion, it was a it was a fun movie to watch, and then Peacemaker was even better, and that was the second go around with those same similar characters, and I think he did a fabulous job on the on that on Peacemaker. That was just a, a cool show, and uh, if he can do the same thing taking these sub characters, because DC always does the same, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, bring in somebody else, bring in somebody new like Peacemaker, Vigilante, Lobo. You know, Firestorm, I don't know, name them. Green Lantern, maybe redo that one and and then run with it. Just like Marvel did in 2008. You have their whatever was left. Marvel took what was left and made the franchise it is today. Maybe DC can do the same thing. Well, I So you think that he deserves more of the credit for Peacemaker's success than, rather than like John Cena? Because I, I personally think if that role goes anyone other than Cena, that show doesn't work. They're, they're two True. sides of the same coin, right? I think that the fact that he casted him in the cast him in the first movie in Suicide Squad put, put, put him in the right place. It's kind of like you know in baseball, you hit you know you bunt to get the guy in, right? You made the guy who's fast enough to run from third, you know, but you identified that the guy the guy at bat identified that I can, I can put this down and, and I can get the first before and he can get in. Like, you know, he identified that Cena can, can do this. And, and he saw the success and then took the movie out from there. You know, took the, Wait, made, he, he, made, made, he made the decision. Yeah. Did James Gunn I, do the first suicide squad? Or did he just provided, the second one? No, the he did no. just he, the second one. He just did the second one. Yeah. The second. Yeah. So Cena, I thought did better in the show than he did on the movie. Right. I thought he was good in both of them. I, I thought he kicked it up more in the oh yeah yeah than he, you know so I think James Gunn as far as this deal goes I think it's head scratcher for me on James Gunn's side because I think Gunn is more comfortable behind the camera so I'm I'm wondering how much of that behind the camera stuff he's going to be able to do if he's doing this and I don't think he's going to do a lot so that's going to uh, take a lot of that 
gun stuff out of the Yeah, we're probably not going to see though. him. Yeah, we're probably not right? going to see I mean, screenplays or him directing movies. I disagree. I think you will. He's overseeing a there. bunch of other movies. But it comes down to his decision-making then. Is he going to make the right creative decisions? Feige's different, movies? though, because he's always been a producer. And right. so, to me, I well, think you're going to see James Gunn still direct. And to me, it make what what's the the buzz that's going around after Black Adam, the return of Henry Cavill, Man of Steel two. If you don't think he's gonna direct Man of Steel two, with all of this, I think you're crazy. Like he's gonna take on that movie and use that movie to relaunch whatever the you know his new universe, his DC universe instead of the extended yeah. his DC universe, and he's gonna redo that movie and direct it to get everyone out of the Snyderverse. But is uh, is what JP was saying though, like true, like would he want to do Man of Steel? Like isn't his forte taking that kind of lesser known secondary character and making them mainstream? Like is Man of Steel even his kind of cup of tea? I think yeah. I think that he's given the keys to the kingdom. You're going to want to show off your first outing. You're going to want to show you know what you want to do your first outing so i think of course you're going to be like i'm going to take your biggest character and superman and i'm going to do this movie and this is where i'm going and i'm going to show you where my direction didn't james gunn do um brightburn uh did he do brightburn let's see i think he produced it yeah so that was his take on i think he directed it that was his take on Superman. That's my concern is that he he may take he was a, a producer on Brightburn. Okay, I don't know if that means if he did. Yeah, I, I mean this. He's now the CEO of DC Films, so he's right. going to be the one delegating who's going to be writing and directing all the movies. So I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's right, going to like, be doing Man of Steel too. I, I don't think yeah. he'll do either. But what what Matt's saying is that he'll. This is the the flagship that they have to get right. So do you want to put him in charge of it or do they grab? See, I, I, I think know. it'd be, I think it's almost a point of micromanagement. If he's doing man of steel, I think the bigger job for him is to build that roadmap for the next several years, right? What Kevin Feige does not work on just one. I think if he works on one film that takes away from the greater good, he's supposed to be doing in my opinion. Cause he said, yeah, that's, he's, yeah he's, as the CEO, as the CEO, he has to focus on everything. Mm-hmm. Well, he said that just that's, because you know, he took this position, he fully intends to still direct. But but if he's the one laying out the foundation for where they're going to go, then the fact that they did Suicide Squad and he did a spinoff in this, into Peacemaker a couple seasons, then if he does Man of Steel, let's just say, then is there going to be spinoffs to something else that'll show up from there that they they never really – they never really explored during the Snyderverse. So if he can lay the foundation, take this flagship and lay the foundation for where they go, Iron Man laid the foundation for where MCU went. So, so take, are they, I just say, are they also starting a new foundation or are they saying we have the foundation he's going to build off of that? Cause like, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, their fa- I think their foundation now yeah. is crap. And yeah. to me, but they keep adding sense. the same people to the shows to say, like, are you you can't cut it and start over. Like they keep Henry Cavill's and Adam and uh, Black Adam, and you know, so you got these ties. And then uh, you know, with Affleck in 
Flash and Michael Keaton, maybe. I don't I don't know. Uh, it's it's confusing. They they didn't just do a clean slate. Yeah, I mean, because th- that's what in my personal thing, like, it doesn't really excite me that much because I just think, like, they've I, already spun so much crap that, like, if they're just going to keep piling on, like, I don't really care who's at the helm. It's just, it's, it's already so bad, in my opinion. All right, so just so disheveled, you don't know what direction it's going. And kind of like Phase 4 Marvel, but Phase 1 through 3 was pretty darn good. So yeah. you need some some type of direction. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a new character, origins all the way, right? We don't need origins of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. You know, no more. We've seen those. We, we, how many Batman origin movies have we had over the umpteen years that they've been making Batman movies? Right? We don't. We and already so know does, that. Does the new Batman with Matt Reeves does that fall under James Gunn now, or is that its no, own it's separate, separate? That's separate. That's yeah. a separate universe, and then so is the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then are, yeah. are there going to be another Batman and then another Joker in James Gunn's universe? Most yeah. likely. That, and, that's... Uh, and I feel what? like that's not a key to success, having multiple what? Batmans <laughs> under you. Why, why wouldn't Reeves I agree. Batman fall with the gun? It's DC, right? I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I think... I mean, he would Reeves... have to produce it, or, you know, oversee it. Yeah, but it's, it's just a completely... It's like... Um, it's like let's put it this way: it's going to be almost like Fox and Disney in the same universe, you know. Stuff. But in, before Disney bought Fox, it was all separated. So what's going to happen yeah, now yeah. is Reeves, yeah. Batman will be separated. The Penguin Project will be separated. All the um, villain project he's he's going to work on will be separated, which I think is a dumb idea. Uh, but that's why they get paid the big bucks. I yeah, I, I, I would be surprised. I I'll be surprised at what happens here because I don't, I think, I don't think he's going to have time to go in and direct a film or it may be a TV series. Maybe a TV series doesn't take as long as a movie, right? So maybe, maybe he'll do that. And then, but for, for DC, it's a good move because he's, he's got a different take on stuff. Yeah. He's got a different take on stuff. His stuff has hit home. So he knows what to do and who to hire and, you know, and what characters or what people he wants in those positions. So DC didn't make a bad move. And, you know, but time will tell. Well, the thing of it is, is DC has every one of their characters available to them. Marvel only had what was they didn't sell. And they made that work. It's kind of like, well, all we have is some, all we have, like, you know, all we have is enough to make a fire with this. And we, and then we made it and we made it burn really hot. And, and DC has everything under their uh, under the roof to use, and they keep using the same stuff, and it doesn't work. So right. take a different I, approach. I think he's got to come in hot. I think he's got to come in hot directing a a big name movie because look at look at Feige, man. Like when when did Feige really become a household name amongst fans of these movies? I wouldn't say Avengers. it was Iron Man 1. Exactly. I would Avengers. say probably about Avengers, Avengers is when yeah, Avengers. he became a household name. So now James Gunn is is stepping into this Kevin Feige role where going forward, everything he does, he's going to be compared to Feige. Like that's that's the double-edged sword with this position is everywhere you go, not only are you going to be compared to what Marvel's doing, but you're going to be care your decisions are going to be compared to, to Feige. So you would think that he yeah. would want to come in, do that first movie, make that splash and say, all right, guys, I know you've been swallowing a lot of crap for the last couple of years, but 
but I got you. This is where we're going and kind of give you an idea of what they're going to do and how they're going to get there and a, a little bit of a roadmap. But um, yeah. I, I, like I do that. think I also will say, like, I do think I think you're exactly right. Like everyone else in the media and people, they're all going to say they're all going to compare him to Kevin Feige. It's in James, in my opinion, it's in James Gunn's best interest to just ignore that noise and do his thing. Right. Cause I think that's why DC is so far behind in general. It's like Marvel took their time. They built, they took 15 years, whatever it was to build to the first Avengers movie. And it was huge. And DC's like, Oh crap, we can do this with justice league. And they just like pushed it all out there as fast as they could to try and catch up. And I think that's why their foundation right. was so shit. Like in my it, it, yeah. Kevin or James Gunn is going to get that noise, but it, I think in his best interest to ignore that and just do his thing, take his time and build he's yep. gonna get compared to kevin feige don't worry about it yeah just take your time and build it the right way because yeah. it'll take i mean marvel built a foundation at last from 2008 we're now in you know going in 2023 here with phase you know next phase is going to 2025 yeah. you know so that's right. pretty nice foundation to lay and gun can do the same thing uh, we'll see if this can last long time for the for this market. Um, but if they keep putting out good content, I, I don't see why it wouldn't. See, so, yeah, I wonder. Gonna, like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I wonder if, like, in him agreeing to come to DC, if he worked out some kind of like part of his deal was like, look, if we're gonna if you're gonna bring me on, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it my way. Versus, I'm not just gonna rush to get you guys caught up. Like, we do this my way, or I'm just not gonna do this. What about the other guy though? That they the co CEO. What's this guy's uh, lineage? I don't even know who, what his name is. They just they've worked together and been um, kind of co creators on a lot of things. I think he works him on almost Gunn? every yeah. Him and Gunn have been co creators on almost everything he's done. Okay. But like, here's the other thing you're look up again. So biggest pandemic era box office opening for comic book movies. You have Spider-Man No Way Home at 260 million, Doctor Strange 2 at 187.4 million, Thor Love and Thunder at 14 or 144.2 million, The Batman at 134 million, Venom 2 at 90 million, Black Widow at 80.4, Shang-Chi at 7.5 or 75.4, uh, Eternals at 71.3, and Black Adam at 67 million. So that's what you're like. A lot of our, our box office numbers are pre and post pandemic now. So like if you're right. James Gunn looking at that, you're like, we've got a lot of work to do because other than the Batman, which was a one off movie, like yeah. we're not even in big boy leagues. Like yeah, we're not we're not even out producing a Sony Eternals. Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Suicide Squad. Yeah, and before that is Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, oh, yeah, and Suicide yeah. Squad, which bombed too, and then Birds, Birds of Prey, which was a total bomb. So they've had like a string of absolute bombs. It, well, Suicide, uh, my feeling on Suicide Squad too is they really get into the stick with their straight to streaming crap and not giving it a chance in theaters. Yeah, I thought it. I watched. Yeah. I, I was that, wondering that, about that. Was that that gets an asterisk? But it's still it's still bombed yeah. nonetheless in theaters. Yeah, yeah, well, you're, you're right. Yeah, everyone's watching it on their own living room. So you, that's hard to count that, 10. but I forgot. And I still I think there's something to say for it when someone's like, "That's a good DC movie." 
you know, it's it was a good like, movie. It was a good movie. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. It was better than the first attempt. I'll, I'll give. Oh it yeah, 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 definitely. But I like Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, he he did all right with that. But the second one was I thought was I, I liked that movie. I, I, I overall it was a good movie. Yeah. Peacemaker followed up great. So I thought they did two in a row like that. But again, yeah. the numbers don't show on the box office, and that's what they need. So take yeah. one character, Green Lantern. I don't know somebody who's uh, you know quit with Batman, Superman, Green Lantern. I don't know Lobo. Name name somebody that is, you know, hot now for them that they can make a movie about that can project them. Iron Man. No one in the '90s. Iron Man wasn't anything special. He wasn't collected. That's all they had left. In mm-hmm. 2005, that's all they had left. After they sold everything else, Marvel only had was Thor, who I couldn't stand. Iron Man and the Avengers. No one liked the Avengers. We were X Men, Spider Man, X Force, and they made it work. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, I think yeah, that he that first casting is huge, like huge. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. He epitomized being Iron Man. I mean, he was great. Thor was great. I mean, find the right guy. Find the Ryan Reynolds to be Green Lantern, and you're you're golden. <laughs> yeah. and they got um, and they got. They got Downey on the the cheap because he was fresh out of rehab. rehab. Yep. So um, I'm not a huge DC guy outside of like Batman, Superman. So I don't know the characters as well. But like, what about like Nightwing? Would that would that work for like someone to like reboot the franchise off of? That's possible. That's a good. That's a good name. I don't know yeah. much about DC. I'd like I named a few yeah. that I know. I mean, besides your typical, but yeah, like a Nightwing. Who knew what the pe- who Peacemaker was? And that, that was a great show. So you find some obscure, find the right casting, and, and maybe it works. Yeah, someone like Booster and, Gold. <laughs> yeah, Booster please, Gold. please, Booster Gold. Yeah, I'd, I'd go see that. <laughs> I mean, I'd what, see what movies do we have? What you know, we're talking about that they're still doing. Uh, Blue, Blue Beetle coming out. Right? I think that's the only thing in still in production, right? Yeah, I think so. Everything else they canceled or shelled. It, are they still well, doing Wonder, Green Lantern? Wonder Woman three is still. Nope they have they, got, they, they have back. scrapped Green Lantern and they are now rewriting it to focus on Jonathan Stewart versus Guy Gardner. Oh, good. That's cool. And I thought Green Lantern bad, was already done. I thought Green Lantern was already done because they had that that promo video that they did mm-hmm. not too long ago. Well, probably a year ago now. But what is that John Stewart thing? Good for 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 Green Lantern versus Guy Gardner. I mean, I think so. He was the mo- he's usually the most popular Green Lantern. Stewart he's, is. Yeah. Okay. Because everyone knows him from like the Justice League of America TV shows, and yeah, you know, he's the more he's the more well known Green Lantern. Yeah. I mean, but in the comics, it was always Hal Jordan and yeah, and Guy Hal Gardner Jordan too. But yeah. the Hal Jordan and Guy Gardner, they're the ones that. They kept keying off on each other because they didn't like each other. Animated yeah. was Hal Jordan. What ish? He froze the animated, animated series was Hal Jordan. Yeah, it had Hal Jordan in there. Yeah, but John Stewart was the the original Justice League there. Well, I thought you know, Stewart was supposed to be in the uh, um, Justice League movie instead of um, Martian Manhunter. It was going to be. John Stewart, I thought that the, uh, I thought there was supposed to be a cameo, but they took it out. 
I mean, there is a cameo in the Snyder cut of Green Lantern, yeah. but you don't really see yeah. who which Green Lantern it is. Okay, I thought it was supposed to be Stewart, but either case, they could have they could have taken that again. Another option for them there, but I, I think there's plenty of good characters that they could grab. Again, if you take James Gunn and, and you have him do a, in my opinion, m- one of my favorites is Lobo. I think he could do a great Lobo and just make it off the charts, grotesque and 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 you know like over the top action and and uh, and they'll work for James Gunn just because how Suicide Squad work, and I think that might you know be obscure character, but you can always introduce other characters cosmically into that mix because of Lobo's background and take it from there. I think that'd be a good one to to, to look at. I think the problem with Lobo is that's another one that you have to get your casting right. Like your casting has to. That was gonna be my question. If you had, if you had any thoughts on who would be a good casting for that. Well, I think he'd be more CGI. Am I? That's the only thing I'm wondering is would he be more CGI than not? Because he's almost like a a Thanos. Yeah, but I mean, I thought Josh Brolin still did great as the face of Thanos. Still. Yeah. Right. I just, yeah, I just didn't know if you. I, I don't think it would be. C- you don't think it would be more like makeup and practical versus CGI. I would think so too, actually. Yeah. I mean, because Lobo, good. it's it's really just the white face, so it, the white face paint, so it would be more of a practical than having to do. But like to be, he's like supposed to be bigger quick. and. Isn't he supposed to be bigger and and you know like bulkier and whatnot, like just alien in, se- in a sense? So, would I mean I'm sure they could do it. So, but you, it's right casting. You got to get someone like Ryan Reynolds who can play the role, who who can be, yeah. you know, who can deliver the lines like Reynolds does. Because I think Lobo well, is similar to a Deadpool type. I think I think Reynolds is uh, he's more um, invested in that role, right? He he pushed for the role. He pushed for the movie. Yeah. He's got an investment in that. So you need if you can find someone who's as invested as Ryan is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I don't even think there's a, when it comes to that, there's not even a question. Like, if you're bringing Deadpool in the MCU, I don't think anybody would have accepted anything less than Ryan Reynolds. Like, if they're like, we're bringing well, Deadpool yeah. in and we're recasting, I think they would have just been met with a shitstorm of of negativity. I agree with that. Yeah. But, well, you know, that's right. why people say the you only know, Wolverine you see is um, huge jack man. Huge, huge, huge jack man. Yeah, huge, huge jack man, yeah. But, all right. That's why he's coming on. back. <laughs> talk a little bit Doctor Who, and that's why I asked Sticks to come on so he could talk Doc Who. Kind of explain what's who? going on with Doctor Who. Doctor As the who? beloved sci fi series, Doctor Who has found a new streaming home. Announced by Disney Plus on Twitter, the Doctor Who and his various companions will be available to stream on the platform in 2023. Subscribers will be able to watch new episodes. Key right there. New episodes of Doctor Who, while it's currently unknown whether the back catalog of previous seasons will also be available. This announcement heralds what is being described as the first uh, new collaboration between BBC and Disney brand television. And I've seen, and I think you're the perfect guy to address this, Sticks. I've seen a lot of concern and a lot of um, sources saying that although they don't outright own the property, Disney's branding 
and basically their their um, dollar amount or you know bank account is gonna play an effect as far as like maybe some of the direction of the show and uh, choices that are made and what, right. what do you so, think about that? So the company that's gonna be doing uh, Doctor Who now is still under the BBC umbrella, but uh, the company um, name is Bad Wolf, which is a Doctor Who reference. Uh, run by Russell T. Davies, who was the showrunner at the beginning of the 2005 run. Uh, he brought back the show. Um, everyone has loved his stuff, so everyone's excited to have him back. But yeah, Disney, I think they've collaborated with Bad Wolf Productions um, to usher in some new stuff. Hopefully, and I'm not against uh, completely like I'd like to see more where it's more of a global uh, series, right? So more more American uh, settings rather than just being him in Britain, right? Have we had an American doctor yet? No, no. There's just a nurse. American so, <laughs> just a nurse, yeah. <laughs> do you think this leads to something like along those lines? No, I, I really no. don't. No. Uh, unless it's completely owned by an American company. I don't think so. Because I think, I think what makes Doctor Who is the British aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that. I, I'm excited to have it come to Disney+. Plus. If, it, if they're putting some bankroll into it, I think it'll make the series a little more. Because there's also been talks about Disney doing... Um, like spinoff series for the streaming service. Um, not too long ago, uh, Stars, uh, in association with uh, then new uh, Bad Wolf Productions, uh, did a Torchwood series for their streaming. Well, for their wasn't streaming really then, but for their um, their movie um, channel, the Stars Movie Channel, and it wasn't that great, but it wasn't horrible. So you have high hopes for Disney taking on this property and hopefully that with the Disney brand on it, it's going to increase its popularity and and help it have a boom. The the money that uh, Disney and like, I think, um, I think Bad Wolf also has a deal with Showtime in, in, in some, in some way to produce some stuff for Doctor Who uh, or some other stuff because they produce other shows besides Doctor Who but um, I think that'll be good because the show BBC has been hit and miss over the years because now they're instead of getting like full series you've only been getting specials Oops. and it's really hurt the fans because they're not getting full seasons anymore now this is only on the BBC though, right? For has been correct. That's only where you could can catch it. So, so the Doctor Doctor Who series is on BBC uh, here in America and BBC America. Uh, Canada's on the uh, right. So that's only them, like but... I have I have BBC America, so I can I have seen it on there. But it's not now that's on Disney. Then they're going to open up the whole realm to more people right. to be able to see it. If, if you're looking to watch some of the old episodes. 
the from the 2005 to current. It's been on B, um, it's been on HBO Max and AMC Plus. Huh. Yeah. And those deals run out at some point, and I think that's when that back catalog will go on to Disney Plus when those deals run out. Because right now, with the deal with Disney Plus, is anything going forward? So, like this past Sunday was the last episode with Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Uh, anything after that is going to go to Disney Plus on a first run. So after it airs in the BBC, it'll it, it airs BBC America, and then it'll go to the Disney Plus. So okay. kind of like with like FX shows on Hulu, where it airs on Hulu, and then the next right. day it's on, or it airs, and then the next day it's on Hulu. Right. Yeah. All right. Down for it. I'm, I'm excited for this. World. I'm excited for this. If it gets, if it, if we can, we can get full series of of Doctor Who. Beautiful, because that's that's really what specials are great. A twelve, at least a twelve episode series, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Especially when you when you're talking about that's been on for sixty years. You, well, you, and I think if Disney's that. getting involved in it and they're going to put it on Disney Plus, you're going to get more episodic content than just specials. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm hoping for. All right, good stuff. Uh, coming up, Marvel Studios. President Kevin Feige recently addressed the X-Men's future in the MCU Cinematic Universe, assuring fans that mutant superhero team's debut is close. Um, Feige responded to a question about the X-Men's MCU arrival in an interview with, De- uh, with Deadline. Uh, that's what Jennifer Walters just asked the robot in the final episode of She-Hulk, and I'll give you the same answer he gave, which is, I don't remember. No answer is what I think he gave, Feige said. But Deadpool and Wolverine are both upcoming MCU installment Deadpool 3. Uh you know we're getting close. So do you kind of take this as Feige saying that Deadpool might be part of the X-Men team? We've heard from a, we've heard for a long time that the rumor is is that they're going to introduce the X-Men individually before they're introduced to the team. Do you think we get a different do you think we're all thinking we're going to get our normal classic X-Men? team but instead we get a different iteration of that team yeah, I, I think, think we're gonna, gonna get, get the silver age stuff good i was say i think i could i think you get the kind of the 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 team from giant giant size on kind of thing yeah i would hope they would, think, they would do and that and i would think too they would bring it on I, the individual right because isn't that kind of like the crux of mutants as they came out like it was the fact that they've always been here. They just weren't out in the open. And so it's like an easy way to kind of bring them into the greater universe that they've built. Versus right. if they have this team already established and they're like, well, where were you guys when Thanos was here? Like, well, right. we didn't want to pick part. Like, this is an easy way, I think, for them to like build it. Like, no, we've been around. We just weren't out. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good point. They, they, I would hope they wouldn't re- retool the, the team. Start with giant size Ekman type that group you already got colossus and deadpool if wolverine's into the mix you know you don't have to bring very many back in order to make that particular team somehow and bring them come from underneath their and from their caves and uh interact somehow i also think like um you know it's obvious that they're prioritizing diversity 
in who they cast and whatnot. So it's like Storm is going to be there. Like Storm has massive potential for the, what they want to do. So it's like there's no way they're not going to use her, for example, in my opinion. Yep. Nightcrawler. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But like I would kind of thought, I would, you know, before everything that's happened with Chadwick Boseman passing and the way they're going to go with Black Panther, I would have for sure seen Storm kind of being introduced through Black Panther. Um, and kind of there's that whole thing going around about potential of Rogue being one of the big baddies in the Marvels. So That's I think that'd be honestly awesome. Though. I think I think everyone is dying to see Rogue take Captain Marvel's powers on screen. Yes, that'd, that'd be agree. cool. Yep. Yep, because that that would be an interesting way to introduce her, and you get a couple of the bigger names. You got Wolverine already in here. You bring in. Uh, it's too late. I, I heard some rumors about um, Wakanda Forever and what's supposed to happen in those post-credit scenes. So I don't think anything groundbreaking. It, it might be great for that show, but nothing groundbreaking. That is, we're looking forward to from what I've gathered going into the next phase. So are you talking school. about someone who rhymes with gloom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not supposed to be in it. So, you know, even if storm showed up in Wakanda forever, somehow to link that, and then you got Wolverine and he got rogue in the Marvels. You got three big X-Men brought into it just from those big movies. And then you can build it from there. Right. Avengers didn't take place until some years after Iron Man and Thor. So bring the big names in. You know, bring him uh, Black Panther would be a great movie to bring Storm in. Uh, uh, Rogue in the Marvels, uh, Wolverine and Deadpool. Like that's, I think that's that's great writing or great options there. You know, Namor's into it. Maybe Namor is one of the X Men because he's the original, um, you know, mutant. So yeah. so we'll see. There's some potential there. Plus, you also well, have like you have Gambit, which is like a character they've not done on screen. So it's like you can kind of use him. He's never been done, so you kind of think like kind of going back to your retooling thought of the team. It's he like had a gambit, gambit and uh, easy. Wolverine he was in uh, Origins. Yeah, he was. Oh, that's right. He was that. Uh, that's he was right. John Carter. He's yeah, forgettable. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it what it was. Forgettable. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We all forgot about that. There's a version of Deadpool in that too. That was quite forgettable. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The whole show. Unfortunately, the whole show could have been. It was a good movie. Besides those two aspects of it. But I mean, that's what, and the fact that they put so much emphasis on the transitioning uh, Kamala Khan from an inhuman to a mutant and putting so much emphasis on her being a mutant in that show is even to go as far as playing the animated series theme song when they reveal it, it, it almost feels like we're all expecting one X-Men team. And when we finally get that X-Men team where it's not going to be what we're all expecting. Well, do you think they might bring uh, Scar as another mutant, right? He, he's a mutant. He'd be considered a mutant. Uh, you're talking Hulk Hulk's Scar? Son, Scar? Hulk's son. Would he be considered a mutant? <laughs> he wouldn't no, be a mutant, though, so. right? He's just born of Hulk's genetics, yeah, right? Yeah, the Gamma, yeah. He's not a mutant? I just yeah. I could see them making their own little mm-hmm. X-Men group just from what like, Miss Marvel, oh, Scar. You know, maybe, maybe they're going to do a Young Avengers, but I just... I'm hoping they stick with the original, that that Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, that GSX group, and 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 make that the X Men going forward. And then you know, uh, but I, 
I kind of think that when whatever's in Marvel 10 years ago is what you're going to see today in comics. What you saw 10 years ago in comics, we're going to see today and so on and so forth. So they're, they're laying out that blueprint of what they put in comics 10 years ago. What I, what I'm kind of afraid of is we're going to get that, like what they did with Spider-Man far from home. So you're going to get that. Oh, well, you know, some big event's going to happen where the Charles Xavier is going to come from the other multiversal dimension to this timeline where Charles Xavier doesn't exist and he's going to put together his X-Men team or Magneto is going to put together an X-Men team and it's going to kind of be like you see them coming out of the woodworks from different points in the in the MCU. So, like, they did with, um, you, you know, and Far From Home when they showed, like, oh, well, this guy's both working under, uh, uh, you know, for Tony Stark and they had those play- pieces put in place there pulling from old moments in old Marvel movies. I, I kind of almost wonder if they're going to go that route. Like I get that gut feeling that that's how they're going to handle this. Yeah. It's not an easy way to bring the whole group in without saying they were hiding somewhere until now. So yeah. there's got to be some way to bring them in through multiverse or something. So could, could you I, add I, the whole, uh, Krakoa genetic, I mean, that would be, I would be kind of, I think that'd be a kind of throw everyone for a loop if they went with the Krakoa stuff right off the bat. Like, oh, well, we were in our own little island that you couldn't get to where it was a safe haven for mutants. And Right. Well, look at Wakanda, right? No one ever heard of it. So maybe yeah. they do the same thing. That's yeah. true. It's a good way to go about it, too. I don't know. I but, think, uh, I think that like mutants have always been among us kind of plot line is kind of like an easy go to for that. For X Men, in my like, well, they seems like a they laid the foundation in She Hulk by saying guy with claws was in a bar fight, so yeah, and saying Miss Marvel was a mutant and Namor is the first mutant, so you got a couple options there to kind of say they've been around somehow. Yeah. When did they say Miss Marvel was a? It was like the post credits of the last episode. Yeah, Yeah, they, they talk about her. Mutation and in then they even when they, play the X Men music when they yeah say when they talk movie. about it it's like din, 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 din. like it's very subtle but. yeah that's that's true I mean they I think in that series they most uh, focus on her bands though. wait how's that go Matt yeah focal point but, but. <laughs> I, I <don't>, okay <laughs> but all right moving on here. <laughs> our roulette wheel of Reed Richard casting continues. Uh, Marvel fans are convinced with William Jackson Harper is playing Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The actor perhaps known for his best role as Chidi Anagawe in NBC's The Good Place recently joined the cast of the upcoming Marvel Studios threequel in a mysterious role. His role is said to be a closely guarded secret. The secret surrounding Harper's role has led many to Twitter to speculate that he has been cast as Earth 616 version of Reed Richards slash Mr. Fantastic in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is important to note that Marvel Studios has declined to comment on Harper's involvement in Quantum Mania at this time. Hmm. Every every time Marvel fans are convinced. Well, the other thing that for me on this is like you go back and I think like uh, Haley Atwell talked about it when she was doing Captain Carter or it was somebody who was on the cast of Captain Carter 
who was asked like if they could come back in a Marvel movie and play a different character. And they were met with, well, when you sign the Marvel contract, Marvel agrees that it's in the contract. You will not play any other character other than the character you're cast as. So it's like you look at Black Bolt, the same person who they cast in um, the Inhumans TV show plays Black Bolt the movie. So it kind of makes me feel like they're like throwing this misdirection at you and that John Krasinski is going to be our MCU Reed Richards. And... Well, how does that work with Fox though? Cause Josh Brolin was Thanos and cable. So they're not going to bring cable back then in the Deadpool movie because Brolin was already Thanos. Right. And, I, and Evans was it, as Johnny storm. So. Yeah. And that's why Evans was captain America in the MCU. But those, those movies aren't tied to the, at well, this what about, point, are not so, tied to the MCU. But with I them buying that and then bringing that franchise in, how do you, how do you, how do you connect them? Well, you because I mean? they didn't have the that they didn't have that Marvel contract with those studios. Those are different studios. So, whatever contract they sell sign with Fox is not going to be is null and void, and they'd have to sign a new one with Disney. So, like Brolin's, yeah, Brolin would be. I don't know if they'll still let him play Thanos or if they'd let him play Cable, even though he's been Thanos already, because technically he just voiced Thanos. If you think about it, um, but well, I, I think I think you guys covered that a while back. <laughs> now, when Marvel bought Fox, they bought all their contracts. I don't I don't right. think they know and void the contract. I think they have to honor the contract. Let them run out. Bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they have to let them run out for like twenty twenty five. Yeah, but yeah. I think the clause of if you're cast to play this character. That's who you're gonna play in future MCU character future MCU movies. We're not gonna ca- recast you as somebody else. What about oh, that's then, not, yeah, that's what about not. what about Professor X? Because I can't imagine he's gonna do a slew of X Men movies as Patrick Stewart. I mean, Patrick Stewart's not gonna do. I mean, he. I mean, I love Patrick Stewart as back. Professor X, but he was really old looking. I thought in Doctor Strange, like yeah. I can't see him doing twenty years of X Men movies. Yeah, so they're going to bring James McAvoy back to do it. I, I don't know. I oh mean, yeah, I forgot about James McAvoy. So they could well, they could bring him back, but that's 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 a younger Professor X. You need a new person to do it. I thought I heard they were going to use the guy who you who did the voice for. Uh, no, no, no. It was going to be the guy from um, Mandalorian who was the uh, grand. Yeah, the yeah. He was also in um, Breaking Bad as the main villain too. Oh, John Carlos Esposito. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see that as Professor X, but I think I think he has a he. I think he has a great part somewhere in 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 Marvel, but I don't think in Professor X. I, I don't. Oh, I, I mean, I, I think he could be a great. I could totally see him as Professor X. I don't know with the shaved head. I think Patrick Stewart was the best, just because he had the looks. So you got to find someone yeah. that that same look with the shaved head. I, I think he would be. He had he he was in uh, the boys. I mean, he was great in that too. He. He could play a great villain. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's Doctor Doom. Well, there's some rumors about who could play Doctor Doom, but I think he'd play a great villain. I would in the love MCU. to see him as Doom, just with the accent. I think that would well, work so well. If the Doom, shaved but... head is the uh, prerequisite, they could do like a gender swap, Professor X, and get uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> or you go like they haven't cast a Magneto yet. We haven't seen him. Sure, Magneto why not? In the MCU. So you could have, so, you know. Start, have start the first movie with Patrick Stewart. Something happens where 
he's no longer around and Magneto is now the leader of the X-Men moving forward. So you Maybe have, because I've heard a lot of rumors of them trying to do an X-Men team without an Xavier. So I don't mind that, but I got to say that that's, that's my same problem with DC. When we talked about James Gunn is doing the same characters over and over again. You already had Magneto. You, you, you had uh, Professor X. I mean, he's the he. They're the they're the main people of X Men, just like Wolverine and Cyclops. Maybe Mister Sinister, bring him into it. Like go a different direction with X Men than what we've already seen in the past. Like someone, some I forget who said it, but seeing somebody we haven't yet seen on screen, Gambit, even though we did see him, but somebody who didn't have a great role, you know, it was almost forgettable. So that's who we want to see. Have minister, Mister Sinister. I think too. You know, I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think I think you could also do kind of so, like with Doctor Doom, for instance. Like they, it seems like everyone has kind of come to the agreement that Doom is not going to be necessarily the first villain for the Fantastic Four movie, but he'll be a greater villain amongst the entire universe, like with Secret Wars and whatnot. You can kind of play with that same kind of thing. Use like a Mister Sinister or something in the X Men movie but then use Magneto as like a bigger bad, you know, cause he's got his whole war of mutants over humans and kind of make that like another big level um, villain. Does that make sense? Build to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they brought, I mean, I always, I was, I always asked myself, why did they have Loki in the first Avengers movie? And then as you look back at Avengers one, Loki was there, was the person they fought. So it made sense. And I thought, why don't they just have Thanos? But they build up to that. So have Mr. Sinister or a lower level uh, villain to build up to Magneto, just like Rowan was saying. Just get to that point, start out smaller, but you can you can really build on it early on, I think, in that regard. You don't have to throw in again, Marvel, you know, Marvel makes every one of their villains become a good guy eventually. So why throw in your best villains and then turn them into good guys? So save them. Use these other lower level, lower level villains, let's say, um, and and build it to the point where you have a doom, and then he's in a couple movies, and then he dies at the end, and that's that's it. Like Thanos, it was he never changed. He was the same bad guy, and that was it. They had to get rid of him, right? He died. He they had to kill him. <laughs> Do the same thing. Don't just make the guy turn into a good guy. Yeah. But personally, yeah. I don't want them to make villains good guys. Villain is a villain for a reason. Yeah. If, if Kill not turn him into good guys. Slot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, it, I don't know. They, they just have a way of turning people. Uh, DC does a much better job with their villains, but you can't take one. You can't take one dark villains. side or you can't take Thanos. Like, when you get rid of those guys, those are. They have plenty, plenty to use, but those are the majority of their storyline: is Thanos, Galactus, Doom, Kang. You start to get, kill these people off, you got nothing left. <laughs> well, the the thing that DC does is they don't try to make you with their villain. Yeah, I think. Can, can you imagine wants... DC making the Joker a good guy? Well, until <laughs> you get to Black Adam, and then they want you to sympathize with their villain. <laughs> yeah, that was think, a great movie. Think, great movie. I think Marvel. I think Marvel definitely wants you to have some level of empathy towards the villain. Um, I think that's just kind of trending with kind of how what, it seems to me like the just straight good versus bad has kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. And, you know, it is more of that shades of gray is more of the, you know, kind of what you see. 
and what's kind of trending more. You know, I was I was telling my I was watching some, you know, something Matt sent me about. Someone maybe talk about later, but I I started watching um, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight movie, and I I was telling my son I was like this movie was made in two thousand eight. It, it grossed a billion dollars, which was the most amount a movie had made at that point prior to Titanic. And Titanic was made in 1997, I think. The world was a different, world was a different place in 97 than it was in 2008. It was falling apart in 2008. And that movie, that movie portrayed that time frame, whereas Titanic portrayed 97 when things were better. And, you know, uh, I think it was a better, it was a different time. 2008, it was falling apart. That movie portrayed that that timeline and that Joker, that movie just had that timeline, had, you know, just portrayed it, in my opinion, so very well. And I think that if, if you know, to try to find that same type of magic for another villain movie going forward is, is going to be hard to find. The, the, the time frame we're in now is a lot of items where it's woke culture it, uh, not nothing against that but i think it's a different time that these heroes these villains have to become heroes eventually they can't just stay bad 2008 was a bad time it portrayed that now it's a different time where they have to become uh fixed you always right? want I don't, your I don't, villains to be redeem your villains to be redeemable yeah i was gonna say i don't i don't think it necessarily has to be that they have to turn to heroes i just think you have to understand where they're coming from like take the walking phoenix joker movie like joker wasn't good but like you can understand the torment he went through and why he became why he became that's why people i think loved that movie right. I, I don't see anyone crazier i mean he was crazy but there was no one crazier than heath ledger in that 2008 dark night totally. that dude was no. so out there and it was it was just he he was great at that you won't find another villain like that roland was good as thanos but the Joker torment, Joaquin Phoenix torment, that is like, we can understand that better than we can some mystical cosmic being. But he never, Thanos never turned good. He just, he didn't care. Right. What he yeah. did, he didn't care. He well, never went, you know, we don't got to make him good. We don't have to make him uh, it, it feel bad. It, not feel bad for him, I guess is a bad way to say it, but just they have to stay bad. In my opinion, they're they're doing it for a reason. Doctor Doom, Kang, they have a reason. We don't need to s sympathize with them. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think yeah. again, it's not necessarily that they have to turn good. I think it's just like I think people want to want to see a justifiable reason as to why they're bad. Their motivations. Does that make sense? All right. Yep. Yeah. Let's I mean, see. There's, and there's I think you can do that easily. Yeah, I think you could do that easily with both Doctor Doom and Magneto, for instance. Like, it's easy to portray where their motivations come from. And no, and, and Magneto, even though he was, he turned, I don't know, he wasn't always bad in the X-Men movies. He, you still knew that he, in a drop of a hat, he'd screw you over, right? I mean, he, it's the same with Doom. He, they're both very situational characters. Like, yeah. they're going to be on whatever side is going to benefit them more. Yeah. Totally. Like just in uh, yeah. like X Men Two or X Two. Like I think that is one of the most like forgotten but underrated. Like one of the best comic book movies, and that's exactly what Magneto does. Like he plays his cards, and at the end, he's like, "Oh, boom! I got to move here to take out humans and all mutants." And he just he doesn't even think twice about it. Yep. Right. And, and yeah, he, even though you about... you you liked him some point in that movie, you knew he went back to the way he was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. The way they portray Magneto and. 
both him and Professor X have the same goal. They're just going about it different ways. Right? Totally. They both want they both want the mutants to be free and uh, you know non segregated from the human population. Magneto's just going about it the wrong way by doing it, you know. So by making them the focal point where wanted them to be. Good. But they both want the best for mutant kind. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Moving on here, though. Uh, with the release of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, if you're any sneakerheads, just around the corner, sneakerheads will soon be able to add another pair of Miles Morales-inspired Air Jordans to their Nike collection. According to Z Sneakers, the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse X Air Jordan 1 High OG sneakers are currently slated to drop the summer of 2023 which would coincide with the theatrical premiere of the movies. And I'm not a sneakerhead, but I think that this care, this potential mock-up of what the shoes would look like is absolutely sick. I agree. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice. Yeah. Like everybody went crazy for the, the red and black Jordan ones when, when the, the first mo- movie came out, but those are just fire. I would, but you're looking at dropping a pretty penny around retail around two hundred dollars for those shoes when they come out. Oh, I bet they're going to be more than that. I bet they'll be closer to two fifty, three hundred. Yeah, because yeah. I bet you they sell out instantly. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, if you get them at two hundred bucks, you got a deal because they're gonna pay eBay at like a grand. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Because they're gonna sell out, and everyone's gonna want them, and yeah, the market is gonna be crazy. Not I'd be on to those. Head, but- that's no, I'd be into them too. Those are great. Our last little bit, our last little bit of geek news tonight is, according to Deadline, um, Paul Benetti will return in a new Disney Plus series as the synthesized hero, the Vision. The series has the working title Vision Quest, and nice. would be the movie. second spinoff WandaVision after Agatha Coven of Chaos. Although no plot details are official, sources say that the show will be about Vision trying to regain his memories. And humanity. Apparently, Marvel Studios has already started writing in the writer's room. Uh, this suggests it is indeed a series and not a special presentation. Although she won't co-star, where does Elizabeth Olsen may appear as Wanda Maximoff in some capacity? Will Kevin Bacon be making his uh, appearance in this movie as well? I don't know. <laughs> I think they're saving that just for Guardians. Uh, <laughs> but everybody who's got now. those West Coast Avenger White, Aven- White Vision books... Start popping get them ready. off again, huh? Yeah, get ready. Get ready to start throwing them up. Try and get your money back from the first time you got burned. <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of the Wonder Man books I got because he was supposed to be in, <laughs> in these in the goddamn uh, WandaVision. So we'll see. Well, he's got his own show coming out, so one day. Hopefully, that's that was the hope. But I, I you know, it it'd be cool because Vision got his his uh, his. Uh, what do you call it? His his thoughts from Wonder Man, right? Mm-hmm. Well, did they? The wasn't there a rumor? Yeah. Wasn't there a rumor this week that um, the guy from the Watchmen show is it? I don't remember Watchmen kid. The black guy that played the guy that's all blue. It's being cast yeah. as Wonder Man. Yes, yeah. He also played Black Manta, right? In Aquaman, Black Who? Yes, yes, he did. Not Black Man. Is oh. that Black? Is yeah, Black, black Manta. Black Manta. Yeah, 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 Bean. There's, I forget the name. He's got it. It's, it's. Uh, I couldn't pronounce it, but I uh, can't think Dr. of it Man. on the top of my head. I don't think he plays Doctor Manhattan. 
Yeah, he didn't. In, in the, are you talking about the guy who said that? It's in the Watchmen TV it's show. A clown yeah, the, the oh, HBO the TV series, show. not the oh, movie. Yeah, clown shows. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I don't think he was in the movie. Okay. Yeah, I never saw the. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan. That's the name. Yeah, he was blue and naked. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> that show was really good, though. <laughs> oh, it was. I love that show, but I, I could have used without uh, use less of him. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> less schlong. Yes. <laughs> But all right, that's it for our geek news. Let's get into a little bit of Star Trek with Ish. Uh Ish is going to talk to us real quick about Star Wars number one from IDW. Drop it on a fish. Really? Really? You said Star Wars? <laughs> I did, yep. <laughs> All right. All okay, right. I'll fix it. Star What's Trek. the difference? Uh, one the is Trek. a fantasy series. The other is a science fiction series. Oh. It's a pretty big difference. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> We we definitely got some Star Trek goodness this week with number this issue number one dropping the new flagship series. Um, it's if you're a fan of Star Trek, you will love this. This actually crosses over four series: original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Star Trek Voyager. All four merge onto one new ship in a new story. So it's. Okay. It's a lot. It's it's you know it's definitely fan service for the Star Trek fans, but it's of the good kind. <laughs> is this is this their Secret Wars two with all the crossovers? <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's uh, but I by by crossover I mean characters from all the series are now together as one. So you can see from the cover, they have Cisco is now the captain. He's got Doctor Crusher from Next Generation. Cisco like from that Next Generation. thong the thong 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 guy. I was just about to make that joke. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not Cisco. He doesn't have white hair. Thong, 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 thong. So for Deep Space Nine fans, you know, Deep Space Nine ended with Benjamin Cisco uh, joining the prophets in the wormhole. And mm-hmm. now this book, and they say this book is canon. Um he is, they totally explain the first couple of his reemergence from the wormhole um, and the how and the why. The book does a pretty good job in the first couple pages of kind of summing up, wrapping up almost like all of Star Trek just to kind of get you up to that point. Um, I don't know how this reads if you're not familiar with the other shows and you don't know these characters and you just kind of jump in blindly on this. Uh, honestly, I don't know how that would read. But for me, it's the complete opposite. Since I know all the new, I know all the characters and seen them all, like seeing them back and then seeing them together in a new series. There's also a couple of first appearances. Um, I guess Star Trek comics have never, never been known for any sort of spec. I've never known anyone to spec on Star Trek comics, but there is two first appearances in this. So that's kind of a new thing, also that IDW is doing. You can be the first is, issue and start a trend, introducing buddy. new characters. There you go. How, how's that? But they never so had any, I'm, any spec I'm, on I'm giving stuff. it. I, I, do, have, do you know anyone who's ever specced on Star Trek? 
No, no I'm just wondering, like, wh- why? Because nobody cares. I think the only people, I mean, there's a lot of Star Trek comics out there, and I'm pretty sure the only people who buy them are Trek fans, and they collect them. They buy them and they keep them. You know, it's not, nobody's flipping these not Star specking. Trek books or, you know. I mean, Star Wars oh, got, yeah. because they have, you know, Han Solo's daughter in it, or because of Grand, uh, Grand Animal Thrawn is in, in, in it, so they're, that's why you spec on them, but... I'm just surprised the same thing as an Apple with Star Trek because you have all these shows that have come out recently, or at least one of them that, you know, but again, we don't want movies to move the books. In my opinion, you need, you need the franchise to, to move it, not the book, not the movies, you know, you know, sure. what, I mean? you know what? And that's kind of part of the Star Trek philosophy for Star Trek fans. Monetizing our fandom is not something Trekkies do. Yeah. So you see that in other fandoms, you know, especially comic Star Wars, Marvel, where the monetization, the monetization of whatever you're buying or collecting is pretty big deal. The value in Star Trek, it's never really been like that. Because they want it to be like a different culture in the future with no money, no money, (laughs) a no money, money future. Well, there is money. There is money. They they, They don't, they say there's no money, but there actually is money in Star Trek. But it's, yeah, it's not the, uh. You know, um, just the greed, you know, uh, uh, the greed for profit is not, you know, that's part of Star Trek's philosophy. So you assume it kind of trickles down into the fandom also. And then you see Mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Nobody specs on Star Trek books. You know, nobody flips them to make money. I I think the Ferengi would uh, argue with that. Ferengi. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. And I saw you were you you showed a, a gold key book there. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm not sure what I love the keys. I just like the way they drew, they wrote the name. It just makes it look like old school, just the way it's written. Well, yeah, it these gold totally books are old school. Great. Yeah. What What is that? Yeah. Oh, so sorry, for this, this know. might be a this might be a new trend for IW. That. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what is a gold key? I don't know anything about Star Trek, so I'm just curious what a gold key was. <laughs> Gold King was the original publisher of Star Trek comics, and they they went way off the rails. The writers of the Gold Key Star Trek comics, like I, I don't even know if they ever even watched an episode of Star Trek. They just kind of made up their own shit. <laughs> so it's oh. it, it, it gets into some pretty wild science fiction. But it's it's like the the covers, yeah. the artwork is really sharp. Those are cool books yeah. to collect. But it's the publisher of Gold Key. Got it. You use a lot of the same. Other stuff like they also did uh, Lost in Space or you know Space Family Robinson. So right. They had the same kind of philosophy of writers. Knew what they did there. Good stuff. So you recommend this ish? I do, and maybe IDW is maybe they're kind of taking a page out of uh, Marvel and Disney and Star Wars and trying to create because they are stressing that this is like a new flagship book that's going to lead off into other titles and spinoffs and more crossover events. So maybe they are really kind of going for this more shared universe kind of philosophy, which which Star Trek was always just kind of a shared universe just in of itself. You never had to like push it, but maybe now that's a new strategy they're doing. So it's cool. So maybe we might see some for the first time people specking on these comics for first appearances and stuff. Who knows? Is this the first time they've said a comic book was uh, canon? Uh, no, it's not. Like so, for the JJ Trek, uh, those comic books were canon. 
they took place they in between the movies history, and stuff. Like, on the whole. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Is that Darth Maul in the background? Yes, it is. 100%. It's Mephisto. There you go. go. There you go. That too. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yep. That's how you get it all tied in together. Good stuff, Fish. All right. Moving yeah. into our big our big segment. What's up? You got more you want to say on the track, Ish? No, no, no. I was just closing out. I just said I enjoyed it. Thumbs up. Good stuff. Oh. Okay. Uh, get Sorry. into our, our big meat and potatoes subject for the evening. <clears throat> with our discussion with Black Adam last week, Ish brought up the, well, maybe we should we should rank the DC movies. And I said, yeah, that could be fun, but for the sake of time, let's just rank the Snyderverse movies and shows. So this is all the rankings of the DC movies that fall within the realm of Snyderverse. So yes, Peacemaker's in there. Refer to as the DC EU. EU, yes. So even a series is it part of it? The, the now so yes, Peacemaker yep. is is a part of it. Yes. Okay. So your options are S tier, A tier, B, C, D, or trash if the movie is absolutely terrible. Um, and we'll start off. Well, let's start off with the the movie that that kicked off kind of the Snyderverse. I mean, with Man of Steel. That's an that's an A tier, or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say A tier as well. That's the highest tier, right? A or S is no, highest. No, S would be the highest, but okay, S. I don't think I thought it's S, S meant shit. And S doesn't I mean shit. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> superior. I'm, I don't think any... I'm giving it C tier. Really? I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a fan this of isn't Man of Star Steel. Trek. I'm not a what are you talking about? Travel. So much of <laughs> so much of that movie bugs me. I'm I'm giving it a C. I know it's popular with some people. A lot of people love it. I Wait, just, so movie, are oh. we ranking these? Are we ranking these relative to each other, or are we ranking these like compared to other? I, th- I think we kind of movies. figure out an average relative yeah, to each other. So you guys all pick DC. one, and then I pick a bottom. It bumps. It can bump it down, or vice versa. Well, because I agree with you, it's a C level movie, but amongst the DC EU, it's probably the A A level movie. Yeah, oh, we're just okay. comparing it to all of right. them as a as movies in the DCEU. We're not comparing them to like Marvel or anything like that. Okay. It's, or Gone with the Wind or anything the, like that. Yeah, or Goonies. Yeah, that's a, why I said. Well, yeah, that's why I said well, also as movies as movies just standing by themselves too. We got to take that into consideration. Yes. Yeah, that's right. fine. Yeah, in and of themselves. That one started the Snyderverse, is what you're saying, man. It still didn't, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would I, give it an an S tier, like a top tier. To me, it's a C tier for the portrayal of the character, the direction of the character. I'm not I don't I don't feel like it that's not the Superman you grew up with. Like he's always been that boy scout that, you know, they made him too dark. I don't think he's a good representation of that character. So to me, this movie is probably C list at best hmm. for me personally. I mean, I, I agree I with what you're yeah. saying, but I think that the fact that it's established a character in a way that they could utilize him for three, four more movies, it means more that way. 
You know, like Iron Man 1 was really good. Iron Man 2 and 3 kind of sucked. But still, no one thinks any differently of Iron Man. So because Man of Steel wasn't the greatest movie, but still established him, you had Zod in there. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of good points of that movie, but it wasn't the character you're used to. But it was the character they, they used throughout, who had a good standing throughout the rest of the movies. But the other thing to keep in mind, too, is there is there any movie on the list in the Snyderverse that you'd enjoy watching over Man of Steel? And that can kind of sway your... Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. Your ranking yeah. too. There were other movies I'd rather watch than that one. It's, it's you okay. got B sticks. I got B. I think it's a good movie. It it could have been better. It's a good jumping in point for, for So is every movie gonna have a spot? Like they're gonna be <laughs> six spots here or yeah, every movie will have a spot on the list. So there's only six we're going over. That's no, 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 no. We're going over all 13. No, there could be like multiple A's, multiple B's. Yeah, there could be multiple okay. A's and B's or C's, yeah. All right, then go yeah. ahead and put in C then. Rowan, you're going C? Well, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm totally good with JP, C. JP, you wanted it an S. I, I did, but I, I guess if you look you know, at it, when I watch something. an S movie, don't settle for the C. <laughs> yeah, don't don't sway your vote on what we say. Stand up. Like, if you feel it's an S, then. I, I, I think, I mean, I, I it, in terms of there's other movies I would rather watch than that. If that's the, if that's the criteria, then that's, then that's fine. So I, like, I think we it all. Was, Agree that hey, look at, is right, and maybe look at it this beat. way: when we did the Batman movies, I think the Batman and Robin into the C tier. <laughs> that's an A that tier. That's an S tier. Come on now. There's nothing. There's nothing. Nipples <laughs> on Batman. Put it in the S tier. Come on now. <laughs> no, no. Everyone put it dead last. I argued Batman and Robin into a C tier. I was very proud of that. <laughs> did the nipple story. Nipples. So. B, if we it all go with B, story. or yeah, I think B works. I think right. B is the average out of those, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because JP's S tier. I give it a strong B minus. There's, I, I might have more than one in the S tier that you guys may bump down, but I, I would put a couple in the S tier, and the rest maybe maybe fall underneath there. So I can, I can be swayed S-tier down. S tier has this to be tough. Deal. To make S tier, almost has to be. S tier almost needs consensus to make it an S tier. I, I think that's there's only really one S tier in this list. So, Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, no. That's why it's S tier, right? Could because it starts with an S. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll I think that's how that works. To, What's next? Do Wonder <laughs> Woman, the first one. Trash. 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 <laughs> the first Wonder Woman. Come on, KP. <laughs> No, I give I give that a probably an A. Yeah. I I, I thought I they mean, really did Wonder Woman good in this movie. I think this one was way better than the other movies. Well, I mean, it, like you say, would you watch it again? Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's yeah. gonna be it's B or better, I'd say. But I have other movies ranked higher than that. I I I mean, I put together my list and. You know, I, I it's not a top of my list movie. I would say I, I wasn't going to be a B for me. I think I'd Wonder Woman is more. Wonder Woman is more rewatchable. Quite a few of these movies. It's probably easier to make an argument that it's A over B than a C over B. So, but I'm feeling B. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, got... I would be all right with A, but I think it's, it's the top movie for the. the well, okay, the so. I go B. What do you got, Sticks? 
I, I said ass. I think this is the best ass. movie in the bunch. Uh, Rowan, what do you got? Yeah, I, I, so I should preface, I, I personally just, I, I, the only movies I think that are even watchable again to me are, are Man of Steel and Wonder Woman. And I don't even think they're that great. But if we're going relative to each other, I mean, I put this right up there with Man of Steel. So I'd say B tier. JP? Has left the building ish. What do you got? I'm giving it, I'll, I'll say B. So then Sticks giving it an S would bump it to an A. Well, the JP's a de facto. Yeah, JP will be the I defending, guess. the deciding vote, I guess. When I can't he remember back. what he said. He said something earlier, but I don't remember. Well, right now we have three B's and one A. So I think that the All B right, wins. So we'll out. keep it in B then. Um, yeah. Do you, uh, Wait, you said S or A? I said S. You said, oh. That's yeah. I say it would bump but, it but is one S versus is one S equal to three B's? No, I would say B takes it then. It all depends on the, the B. I think. Yeah, would be the B. I think if JP so, says A or above, I, I, it goes. I down said a. B. I'm saying okay. B on that one. So, Sorry, guys. Yeah. No, you're good. Okay, so we got four B's <laughs> and one S. All right. Yeah. So B it is. One um, right answer, four wrong answers. Let's do oh, whatever sticks. Birds of prey. <laughs> I'm going trash oh, with this movie. Yeah. Trash. Surprises even on the damn list. I didn't trash even see it, garbage. so I'm gonna agree with you guys. Sticks. That movie made me hate Harley Quinn. I can't stand Harley <laughs> Quinn now. It's because of that movie. I'm done with her. Trash with that. The what is it? The the is this the one that's the the emancipation of Harley yeah, Quinn or Harley whatever Quinn. they call it after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It was it was it was so bad that they have to give it two names just to get you interested. Right. So trash it is. Uh Shazam. First Shazam. I would put that you, A. Let's just always let's just go in order. That's an Top that's an line. S. S tier. Make it easy. I could go with A. I wasn't a big fan of the Shazam movie, but I would definitely watch it over Man of Steel or Wonder Woman. So I could go A with it. I'm not going to go Shazam was Shazam was better than I thought it was going to be. I, I guess it's going to be like that Black Adam. You didn't expect maybe you didn't expect much, and it turned out to be great. You know, yeah. Shazam I thought was a weird choice for them, and so I, that's why I said A. I think it's. Sorry. I think it's rewatchable. This is, it's rewatchable, but we're still in Shazam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got. So two you're A's. going, you're going A sticks. A, I'll go A. Rowan, I haven't seen Shazam. Um, oh no! So. Oh my gosh, you're I, missing I, out. Absolutely. Well, I mean, like I've been. So you have to watch that tomorrow. You have to watch that tomorrow. Tomorrow, there's gonna be a lot of these movies I've not seen. It, it's um, definitely rewatchable. It's a fun movie. It's a great movie I'm for kids. Comfort- mm-hmm. It is. It is. And I'm very comfortable with giving it a B. So I'm trying to think if I can give it an A or not. I don't know. What do you think, JP? It, I would watch it again over Wonder Woman. And I would watch Man of Steel over Wonder Woman. So I would almost it, I would almost have to put in the B if Wonder Woman's there. Like, it, in my opinion. Like, I, I would watch... 
two of the three movies that in B I would we I would watch again, and that's one of them I would put in there. I, I don't think you can go to an A over Man mm. of Steel, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a B too. Yeah. So we have two Bs and an and two A's, huh? Yeah. We need a fighting deciding vote, chat. Or Rowan, either one of us, give us a deciding vote. I'll yeah, someone in the chat, let the chat decide. Yeah, that's totally fine. Well, he said he's going to go with B. S. He well, wrote you haven't S. seen the movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> just going with the... I'm going with, with what you convinced me of. Shazam's kind of a B-level character anyway, I guess. I just It was a good movie. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't put it above Man of Steel, in my opinion. Wonder Woman, if Man of Steel was an A, I would put Wonder Woman and Shazam and B. Yeah, I, I, I like right I now. Know. I'd probably rather watch Shazam than those two movies. <laughs> but over time, like rewatching them multiple, multiple times, I don't know if I'd be watching Shazam that much. As I just have fun at Wonder Woman watching Shazam versus these other two, and that's why I would put it over that. But I mean, yeah. I can go with B. I can, I could make a case for B. Let me say one thing. Was not Zod and Man of Steel a cool villain? His his yeah. the way he he played that character was worth that movie itself. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so Shazam, he had know. a goofy ass villains. I mean, the guy played it well, but it wasn't like uh, I didn't find it to be that great. Shazam himself, I thought that was a cool concept. The kids and turning into a superhero, all that kind of stuff was great. But Man of Steel, I thought, should be bumped up to an A. That's just my opinion. And the other two could be on the B level. Just because they were good movies, but not not great. All right. Well, we can keep it a B then. The B in all seriousness. All right. Aquaman. Trash. The first Aquaman. Trash? I'd say it's at least a C. I, I'm all right with that. Or D, because that's what Am, give it Amber Heard likes to do on pillows. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd stick a D on that for me. Amber Heard makes it an S, otherwise it's a D. Amber Heard makes it an S. What do you got, Sticks? <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you could put it in the, the D for Deuce. <laughs> with Amber Heard there. <laughs> Zag, Zaggy says Aquaman C because it got girls wet. <laughs> That's why I watched it. Man, Aquaman was just dumb. You know, it was. But it made a billion dollars. How the hell movie. did it make a billion dollars? Yeah, it's still the biggest grossing DC because because it did huge in China because people in China, this is no joke, they love movies about fish, mermaid, <laughs> merman, fish stuff. That shit sells, and that's the that's why really? that's why it's still the highest grossing DC movie. Yeah, just because no of that. Aquaman and it's How underwater and it's fish. China. Yeah. We're gonna put a fish. Do they have fish? Ophelia? Did they find Nemo make a billion dollars like, there? Probably. There's a mermaid movie that's like one of the highest grossing movies worldwide of all time. Never ever played in the US or Europe, just in mostly in China and Asia about this mermaid, and it fucking made like over a billion dollars. You mean splash? No, it was no, this was recently in the last couple of years. 
Oh, okay. Um, so we're going D with. I don't uh, know why Harvin. Th- I'll Harvin keep it D. I think we all said D. No, he says Ish doesn't lie. Question mark. So he's agreeing with you. No. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Zach, let's do um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that's like the four-hour extended cut version. Yeah. Uh, S. No. I'd give it a C. No. I'm do thinking a fanboy B. All over it. A C. Damn. I'd give it a C because uh, there's some there's some knocking factors here. One, it came out years after the original theatrical cut. Two, it, it's four hours long. Three. Zack Snyder had a chance to listen to everybody's gripe about the first Justice League. <laughs> he had he had the chance to listen to everybody's gripe about the first Justice League and remake it to the way he wanted it, and it still was kind of a meh movie. I I have to say I thought having the black suit Superman in there and Dark Side made that movie better. Dark Side made the movie better over. Steppenwolf in the yeah. first one, yes, but Zaggy says C because it's too long. It's too long, but I mean, it's it was well. What else do we have to do during COVID but watch a four-hour-long Snyder cut version? So most people who cared enough watched it then. So I think you can put in a B because Dark Side was in it, Black Suit Superman, uh, Martian Manhunter. There's a lot of stuff that was in that movie that made it that made that movie better because it was remade and it could have been a two-parter. And if you look, if you watch it that way, it's not that bad. So Zaggy says, see, I say, see, what do you have sticks? I have C as well. I, I thought it was better than the original cut, but I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it pushed it higher than when I originally watched it. I don't think it's any different of a movie. Yeah. There's a couple characters in there that make it better. But I don't think it I pushed it anywhere different. Rowan? C. C. <laughs> Ish. S. Okay, S. <laughs> nice. So that makes it a B. <laughs> yeah. So uh, J and I get uh, what are you giving it, JP? A B? I, I give it a B. So then, yeah, I guess. Have I given anything less than a B just yet? <laughs> Except Wonder Woman. Except Aquaman and uh, <laughs> Birds of Prey. Uh, yeah. Birds of Prey. <laughs> so I guess we settle on, well, does Ish's ass really push it to a B, though? Like, I'll give it. Well, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, three Cs, an S, and a B. Yeah, three Cs, an S, and a B. I think I it stays. Like you feel like that's a B. I think the S, the S counteracts the two C's and averages yeah, out and to the B. Yeah, and then you have the one. All right. Yeah, I agree. I guess I pushed it to B. Yeah. Black Adam. Oh, that's a definitely an S. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you sniffed too many gas fumes while you're cutting the law yeah. today, there, JP. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. No, I give I had... it an A though. I give it an A. I didn't hate the movie, but there, it did have issues. 
I'd give Holy it an A because I would definitely watch it over Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Shazam, or Justice League. Hell no. Wow, that's good. That's, wow, okay. How many times did you see it? I've only seen it once. Okay. But if it was on if it was on HBO Max or HBO, I would probably watch it again. Hmm. Over Man of Steel. Over Man of Steel, yes. I would probably... Uh, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but I'd probably put it in, in a C or a B myself. I'm just giving it again. Yet. I'm giving it an A over just... I gave the movie a uh, well, I gave it a a five, but I would I would watch it over the movies that are in the B. All right, good. But, I have not seen it yet, so I can't give you a rating for it. All right, so I'm gonna Ish, abstain. Ish hasn't seen it either. Abstain. Uh, Zaggy says B because he's not a bad guy. So I guess we're going to go B with it then because that's two Bs to an A because Ish hasn't seen it yet either, have you? As a comic oh. book shop owner, you have to see all these comic Ish book is, movies. Ish is the it's a write-off. It's a write-off. <laughs> and, I've been, and I've been told that, but remember what happened last week. You guys went and saw it for me. Yeah. True. It's sharing. We it's saved you the money. Share. Sharing is caring. <laughs> I I decided I'm get if there is you know an R-rated extended cut on Blu-ray, I will fork out the whatever 30, 35 bucks for that. Probably get the nice steel book edition and I will get that. So I don't know if I wanna go see in theaters and do that. Yeah. So I'll eventually see it. I'm still I'm still <laughs> salty at the fact that I had to go watch Thor Love and Thunder and I took my all my kids and it cost me almost a hundred bucks to watch that piece of crap show. So <laughs> Oh, you got you 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 paid a hundred dollars to be kicked in the nuts and slapped in the face for two hours. Yep, I was that's, pissed. And then we kid. had to eat afterwards. It cost me two hundred bucks to I go to the goddamn movie. I was pissed. <laughs> oh, that's that's rough. I'm sorry. All right, I Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad from 2016. Trash. Yes, trash. Isn't it David Ayers? Suicide Squad. Jared Leto, Will Smith, Harley Quinn. That's trash. I go I, trash too. Okay, I'll I'll give with you. I'll I'll let you guys take that one trash. Ish. I'm saying C. C. I wouldn't go much more above a D for that one. So. So we got two trashes, a C. Well, JP, you're saying trash too. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd say D, maybe. Like you can maybe convince me to a D because I like Harley Quinn, but it, it's probably trash. Dix, what do you got? Man, I do not like this movie, but I don't think it's trash. <laughs> Is it more enjoyable to you than a Harley Quinn? I'm like the only person in the world. Harley Quinn? Only slightly. Come on, it's way better than that. Only, only I personally, slightly. I think Jared I'll, I'll Leto put, as the Joker. His take, his take was terrifying. I thought it was memorable. <laughs> but I know I'm probably the only person in the world who thinks that. You are probably the only person in the world. That, well, you and Kyle. So D. I'm a, D. I'm a David Ayers fan, and I love Jared Leto Joker. The rest of the movie, yeah, it's not. It's pretty awful. Yeah, you were messing up the tier list, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were all Wasn't over Joker the place, only dude. in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and he says there could be like there's so much left out. There could have been like a whole hour of Joker still in that movie. Okay. Still probably would have been bad. Uh the um Well, we'll follow it up. The uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad. That's got to be an I, I put that A. See, yeah. I enjoyed Black Adam more than the Gun Suicide Squad. There's got to be think, one A out of all these. I think until I see Black Adam, and if I think about it, I still put uh, this Suicide Squad as an A. I thought it was better than the first. <laughs> we got two A's. It was I'm better than go, Black Adam. I'm going to go B ish. I'm going C. <laughs> wow. We got two A's, a B, and a C. I'm, I'm going B too. B? All right. So B it is. Damn. DC's just a B level show. Hey, B level <laughs> universe. Christ. Was that bad? Uh, ish, ish was, is, was uh, Suicide Squad 2 the movie that you. That made you have to buy HBO Max? <laughs> no, that was it? Wonder Woman. Wonder <laughs> Woman. Wonder Woman um, 84. Was Wonder Woman 84. That was, that was when know, I first part bought of me HBO Max. I had seen, part of me wishes I had seen Suicide Squad in theaters. Maybe I would have enjoyed it more. I watched it at home. I was like, man, I yeah. kind of, there's some parts I love. I love Starro. Starro was really weird. I want more Starro. I like Polka Dot Man. The mm. rest. You know, I don't Wasn't know, the scene where Harley like Quinn Peacemaker the show, but Go I thought Harley Quinn her, her her when she when she escaped and was kicking everyone's ass and it was the flowers and all the lights and she that was a cool scene. I thought Idris Elba did a great job. I thought Peacemaker was great. I thought the other I guy who Idris played Elba off was super, super bland and generic. He he didn't do anything to that character. I think a lot of people thought that he was just recast in the Will Smith role. They didn't even realize it was right. a whole different character. Yeah, Bloodsport versus um who was the other name? Versus Deadshot. Uh, Deadshot. No, so Deadshot. they should have done a better job of switching that up and make somebody else the, the head roll because it looked like this. I thought the same thing until I realized that I had to make the differential yeah. there. But I like the fact that it lives up to its name and they kill yeah, I think Birds of Prey right also. The the way the birds yeah. Put it this way the, the way scene where they, where they, they hit the beach and everyone got killed. Nathan Philly and everyone else got killed, and and uh, what's the guy from SNL died? I mean yeah, that plus the Harley Quinn plus the uh, the end of the movie, so, the Star Wars. I mean, it, overall, I think that was that was had to at least be an A in my opinion. But so as a spoiler for you, uh, Nathan Fillion does not die. Neither did uh, a Weasel. Was the only yeah. two that? Yeah, Weasel didn't die, but I thought no. Nathan, Nathan Fillion's character only gets his. Uh, Arm blown uh, off. Arms blown off. Yeah. And but like, I thought he was the he was a th thc or something. He was something. His his name was thk or the the something and Bob where he's supposed to come apart. Right. That's his whole. Yeah. Character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But if you watch if you watch the movie and you and you pay attention to the monitors, his character is still considered having a heartbeat. So still not killed in action. All right, good. Maybe he you know, he'll come back. Well, but again, I, I just thought overall that was a cool opening scene to have a movie with. We're like, what the hell? You know, it was. Oh yeah. It was, 
So Peacemaker S tier, right? I mean, heck yeah. Yeah. Anybody feel that Peacemaker should not be an S tier? I, I see well, you. I see your shit eating grin ish. Let's have it. <laughs> I don't know if it's, I don't, I wouldn't say S, but A. Damn. That was my favorite show. I cannot wait till season two. I love that show. Ro- Rowan, what do you got? Uh, everyone honest, else is asked. I've not, then, I've not watched a Peacemaker show. You haven't watched Peacemaker oh. either? My God. Oh, my God, man. You, that's, like I, said, I, I would almost not seen a lot of these. I would almost recommend to watch the Peacemaker. <laughs> you don't have to watch Suicide Squad. It would probably help. But to watch Peacemaker, it's <laughs> it is just it's hilarious. It's off the wall, it's a it's a funny show. I mean, off the I've, kids, I've heard, funny stretch. I've, I've heard, I've heard it's great. I, from what I've heard from friends and whatnot, I've heard it's great. Ish, I don't care what you say. I'm gonna go <laughs> S tier with it because it belongs in the S tier. You and your yeah. negativeness. <laughs> Wonder Woman eighty four. Trash. Trash. Yep. I I'm not gonna disagree with you. Sticks. Uh, D. It wasn't. I didn't think it was straight trash, but I didn't think it's any higher than that. Here we go, Ish. What do you got? D. Two trash and two Ds. You did cider, Rowan. What do you got? I got you D on it too. D. Yeah. All right. So it's going to go into the Ds. I think it's watchable. It's just not. Yeah, you know, it's just D's not really that great of a movie. Yeah, it's not. It's not D's nuts. It's barely watchable. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not it's not egregiously horrendous. It's but it's just kind of lame. Batman versus Superman. Trash. S. 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 Wait, wait, wait. Trash. This is the extended version, right? No, this no. Is the extended you, version. you made the case to remove the extended version. You said you only wanted straight theatrical other than Justice no, 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 no. I, I said the complete opposite of that. I said the complete okay. opposite. Forget the theatrical version. Okay, so then we'll do <laughs> the extended. extended. Yes, matters. we'll do the extended cut. Then. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen the extended cut. I guess cut. as long as everyone's seen it. I've not. I've not seen it, but difference. I would put either yeah, cut above at an S. I would definitely put an S. What? What? What is in the extended cut? Yeah, because I don't think I've seen the extended cut. I haven't seen the extended cut either. It's like an hour longer. Good All right. Well, then we're just gonna go with the theatrical cut if it's just like an hour longer. Uh, <laughs> trash. Heck no, S. I think it's trash too. How is that trash? Like the first the five minutes mo- is like a Pontiac commercial. Yeah, the a Pontiac commercial thing alone. No, it legitimately is a Pontiac commercial. They literally use the same footage from the movie in the Pontiac commercial. When like <laughs> uh, who was it? It's like running around in the street in that car. It's it's a Pontiac commercial. Bruce Wayne, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like it's so. Oh, it's, I'll tell you something. So we, I actually took all of my groomsmen to see this the night before my wedding. We were all so pumped up to see it, and it just sucked ass. You were looking forward to it, and it's just like going to see Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, exactly. I had to pay $200 to see it because I paid for everyone to go, just like you had to pay for your kids. <laughs> I got I got to see this movie early at a press screening, and I thought that free was too much to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Martha thing alone, like – your mom's name is Martha. So was mine. Let's hug. It, it just, <laughs> Isn't that how? 
<laughs> how it I goes like how the, that one villain had to use a flamethrower to, to kill her. Like, that was the threat. And Batman's sitting here shooting people, and it's just... Yeah, but he beat those people to a pulp, and you can't beat that fight scene. I mean, he. I just watched that tonight, and that's that was my favorite scene in that movie. He just beat those people senseless, and I love that. That fleck is badass. Yeah, yeah that, he is. He was but, badass in that movie. I, I just thought he just kicked some ass in that scene. He was effing some people up, and he was I like the best it. part of that movie. Henry Cavill sucked in that movie. I like the whole fact that he got a, he got all he was working out to beat Superman, made a suit, and got a kryptonite spear, and then went after him, and and uh, was about to kill the guy, and then someone had to stop him. You know, like it was Doomsday looked pretty good. You know, Batman mm. was was killer. Um, you know, I like Martha. You can't beat having her in in the movie. What's her name? Uh, uh, from <laughs> the eighties. Yeah. So it's, it's still trash. <laughs> yeah, Su- Su- Superman was saved by uh, Batman's dead mother. Yes. Yeah. And is it does doesn't Bruce Wayne? Don't you see him fall down the hole and he's like lifted up by like just a typhoon or like a, a twister of bats? Yeah. Is, no, that that's in, in this movie. No, no, no. That's in um. That's in uh, Batman Begins. He's no. like lifted up by it though. I don't remember him they falling just, like, into surround him. Yeah, he falls into that uh, chasm. The well. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. I don't remember that. I gotta watch that again then. I missed that. I thought that was Alfred See? picking him up and say, Why do we fall, sir? So we can get no, back that, up. Like, yeah, that's that was a dark night. Yeah. I missed that one. All right, here we go. I'm going it trash. It can't be trash. It can't be trash. Six, what do you got? I I did not like this movie. I, I I'll give it trash. Trash. I did not trash. like it. Rowan's got trash. Be a C. Extended cut is an S. <laughs> See, okay. so we give it a give it a B. So in the middle, are you going to give it a D then? Yeah, my my response to that is: if it takes an extra oh. hour to get you four bumps, then it has to be a, a C or a D. That's what she said. That's if you laid out all the movies in front of me, that's the one movie I'd probably want to watch above all the others. I watched it. I watched. I just got, watched that again tonight. Lot, it's got a lot packed into it. It's got a lot packed into it. Yeah, I can watch that watch fight scene over and over again. Yes, Bruce Wayne falling in a hole. I just watched that fight scene. <laughs> that's all I watch. He just pummels those people, breaking arms and shit. It was it was cool. It's definitely a cool fight scene. The, the end of the movie is the best. All I see now in my head is. You sit there that. watching this movie, and then all of a sudden, like the the meme of Leonardo DiCaprio's character in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the <laughs> where he's like pointing at himself on TV when that fight scene comes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I have not seen the entire Matrix movie in the past fifteen years because I watch it from the time they go into the building to get Morpheus. That's the only part I watch of that show. I've seen it all, but it's been so damn long. I just started at that part when he walks into the building and it kicks ass. And that's that's my entire movie of Matrix. So same with Batman versus Superman. I've tried to watch the Matrix on multiple times. I always fall asleep. It's How like, do you fall asleep? You can fall asleep to Lord of the Rings. You cannot fall asleep to the Matrix. Uh, I can't I can't fall asleep to Lord of the Rings. I, 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 I fall asleep movies. to the Matrix. I, I just said this to my son. I said, we watched Blade Brother 
Blade Runner 2049. And I said, I have tried to watch the original. I'm watching 2049 with you and I'm still bored. It's a great concept. It's got great actors. Harrison Ford, let's say. I cannot get into this movie, but I could watch Matrix without falling asleep 10 times in a row. I cannot watch Lord of the Rings. It's boring <laughs> as hell for me. And I can't watch Blade Runner. All right. They're all, so you know. I'm, I'm the total opposite. I can watch Blade Runner, watch the shit out of Lord of the Rings. I have never, ever seen the Matrix all the way through because I my God, every time. I could do, out. I can go see. I'd rather watch Man I can do 14 Batman hours Superman. of Lord of the Rings. I'd rather watch Plus. Batman Superman over Aquaman over Suicide Squad and over Wonder Woman 84 and Birds of Prey. So I would go see, but that's as high as I'm going. Damn you. Well, what do we have? Three three trashes and two S's? You have, th yeah, three trashes and two S's. I think that equals a C. I would feel that would be a D, but I'll go, I'll put it in C. Yeah. Because I would watch it over Aquaman or the original Suicide Squad or One Roman 84. All right. And last, but certainly not least, the original cut of the Justice League. I would put it in a C. The, uh, um, uh, his name is escaping me now. Yasuidan. Yeah, the Yasuidan <laughs> cut. Yasuidan. I give it a Justice D. League. D? Yeah, I'm going D as well. I'm also going D. Sticks? D. Yeah, sure. D it Sticks, is. you like the D? If, if that's <laughs> what's there for me, it's the D. <laughs> so, there you have it. We have Peacemaker as the B's. No A, B, Superbad, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Justice League, The Snyder Cut, Black Adam and the James Gunn Suicide Squad, followed by C's of Batman v Superman. D's are Aquaman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman 84, the Justice League, and then the Trash, all by its lonesome, Birds of Prey, the, the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. That is your official DC tier listing for the, EC, the DCEU based on us. And what do I take away from this is that there's Peacemaker and then there's everything else. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the truth. So that answers the question at the beginning of the show of why they hired James Gunn to run everything. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his point. first Fourier into DC still only got a B. Yeah. And an S. Oh. Again, time will tell whether or not him as a good director equals him as a good uh, overseer. CEO. Yeah, CEO. But. There you go. Did y'all have fun? Did y'all enjoy that? It was a good time. What? New faces on. <laughs> what? New faces. Enjoy torturing yourself. Anybody who hasn't seen the extended version of Batman Superman, I encourage you to check it out. I encourage you not try. to watch it. I'll give that a I, try. I, 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 I really disliked. I disliked it when I saw it in theaters. That extended cut. I don't know what it is. Stick says, how does an hour make that big of a difference? But it does for some reason. And I, I could put the that movie in any time and watch well, it. Yeah. The idea of adding I would say, an hour to that movie. Give your, take the hour back, put in the Matrix, <laughs> and watch It's daunting. That. It's daunting. But I encourage it. Give it a try. Watch the it's Matrix. Like telling JP to put an hour on Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. I think Here you can actually move. make that a better Wall movie than an hour on it because 
Then you can yeah, get a little bit more of Go- Gore the God Butcher and actually him doing more something. Yeah. Maybe get rid of the yeah. goats. <laughs> Maybe put more Hercules into it. There you go. Get rid of Zeus, too. Yeah, Fat <laughs> Zeus. Nothing like Fat Zeus. But, well, Zeus. I apologize. I didn't do this at the beginning of the show, Rowan, but you kind of jumped in in the mid-conversation. So do you want to go, mm-hmm. ahead, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and kind of like what got you into this? We did the same thing to JP. Got you into this fandom, and what what makes you want to collect and be into comic books and things like that? Yeah, uh, my name is Rohan. I'm out here uh, in uh, Seattle. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, out in Seattle. Um, so I mean, I grew up on specifically uh, Marvel, like X Men, Spider Man, Fantastic Four, uh, and Hulk. I would say, and Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer was my favorite, um, and then Batman and Superman. And so I collected as a kid. I probably stopped when I was eight or nine. And then, so I'm 39 now. And about a year ago, um, my brother like showed me the VV app and they had like, you know, the comic NFTs. And I was like, oh, those are kind of cool. They're seven bucks. Kind of reminds me of my childhood. And I kind of got into that and I got a bunch of those. And then as I like was getting to those, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to buy a comic again. And I bought a couple on eBay. And then just like one day, um, I have a couple. I have three young kids, and we took them to the mall, and um, they're in one of those like play places. And there was a comic book store right next door, and I went in, and it was all just modern stuff, so I didn't really care. But I was like, "Do you guys have any of the old stuff?" Um, she's like, "No, we don't." But there's this comic shop, Ancient Comics, and so that day, um, me and my son, we went there, and I ended up hanging out there for like two and a half hours, just kind of looking at stuff, and I ended up buying some stuff, and it just kind of like reignited the flames. Uh, and I've been kind of all over and then, you know, met, um, JP, uh, just through Instagram and he and I talk all the time now about like, Oh, do you see the deal on this book? And then, you know, do you see the price on that book? And, you know, I got this book and what do you think about this one? And so, yeah, and it's just really snowballed for me. It's crazy cool. how quickly it can come back to you. Right. I mean, it's, you get out of it for 20 some years and all of a sudden you're, or even longer and you get back into it and it becomes an obsession. Yeah. 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 And I've always, I mean, like once the movie started coming up, like, especially with like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's and the original X-Men movies, like I was into all that. Uh, but yeah, the, the comic book thing was literally six months ago, essentially. And now it's just like, I'm all in. Now you see what you have about- six months later. <laughs> yeah. What about Lord of the Rings with, with the name like Rohan, the writers of Rohan? That's the first thing. Hey, I yeah. I get about. that. I get that a lot. I get that, you get that a lot. lot? Yeah, Todd. that's badass. Yeah, my parents have. I, well, so so Rohan is a common name in India, uh, and my parents have no idea about anything Lord of the Rings. It's just and like I honestly, <laughs> so I I never read those. But I've read them since, but I never read those growing up. And I saw the first Lord of the Rings movie, and I liked it. Um, and I like remember the Hobbit like cartoon movie from like when I was a kid vaguely. So I saw the movie. I liked the first movie. Saw the second movie, and I was like Rohan. I turned to my friend. I was like, "What the fuck? Like that's my name." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, uh, anybody watching anything now that uh, they want to? Oh, I tell you, Andor. if you ever watch House of the Dragon, House of the Dragon was. House of the Dragon. I got I got to watch that. Yeah, and like I don't know if any of you guys have read those books. Like I've read those books. I'm obsessed with those books. Like, and it is excellent. Right. I watched the first couple episodes. I have to finish um, Cobra Kai, 
and then I'm gonna get into uh, Game Game of Thrones, yeah. or House of Dragons. Excuse me. House of Dragons is a much easier and more enjoyable watch than Lord of the or than Game of Thrones. You didn't think the last season of Game of Thrones was great? No, I did not. <laughs> the last season, the last season ruined it all. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually, well, say, I'd actually say season seven. Actually, you can start to see it kind of go off the cliff, and then eight is just a dumpster fire. Was not the this the the scene at the 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 night scene of fighting the Night Walkers or whatever it was? That was a pretty good. Episode, that that right? episode on its own, yeah, it was totally. I actually have no issue. Like that battle in general. I thought it was pretty cool, but just like the direction the entire last season went was just awful. I agree with that, but I thought that scene that that episode was good, and the episode where he killed the bastard guy was a good one too. So the battle but, of the bastards. Oh, that's, yeah, in, that's a good episode too. Yes. That's in season six. I love that. That's in season. That's six. okay. Yeah, I, that I remember like, what season it was. Yeah, that was like peak. That was the peak. Yep. I had not watched it. It came out in two thousand and eleven. And during COVID, we started to watch it, and I was like, I hate fantasy, like cat, you know, swords and sorcerers and type stuff. I was never into that kind of stuff. And we put it on, and uh, I was like, I, we couldn't stop watching it over and over. We watched it till like four in the morning, almost every night. It was awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I so I also am well is not huge into the fantasy, and like my buddy who was big into the books, uh, he's like, you got to read the book, got to read the book. And I was like, nah, I'm not into that kind of thing. And he bought it. And put it on my Kindle and was like, now you have to read it. I was like, fine. And I read it. Now I'm obsessed. Like, I've read the books three times. I've listened to them twice. Like, I'm absolutely obsessed with them. Greatly written. I'm so disappointed that the season ended where it did. Not in the way that it was bad, but because I want more. And I want more now. Have you yep. read the books wait two uh, years. for this story, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought this was good. I think if they had went to the next scene um not to spoil it i think i think that i think that's a good jump off point for season two yeah well i mean i see why they did they ended it where they did because it's like all right now you know everything's about to hit the fan Mm -hmm. and but i'm just like oh i want i want more totally yeah Mm -hmm. waiting two years like oh the idea that sucked ish are you watching anything right now yeah, um, actually, I watched episode four of House of Dragon on Wednesday, so I'm a little behind. Um, oh, episode four was um, where the king's brother has sex with the king's daughter. The so that was always fun. Incest, right? I've never seen you, Game of Thrones. So I'm one of those people. Now you ruined it for me, Ish. Now actually, <laughs> I'm Ish, watching House happen, of Dragon. Right? And I'm going to go into Game of Thrones, so I've heard there's a lot of Ish, incest in the show. So I'm prepared for that. That didn't happen in episode four. That did not. They were like, no, they like made out and they teed, and then she slept with the king's guard guy. Oh well, I know that she's. That's why I was like, oh, you did, you did it with your brother, and then with the king's guard. So they never formally copulated, so to speak, I guess. But still, it was still yeah, pretty skeevy. Yeah, I well, I, I think you kind of have to accept, like, you know, and that's something that's common amongst in history amongst like royal families is like you know, keep the bloodline sure. pure. And that's kind of like the reality he created in that. So like, if you could get past that, like don't reduce the show down to that. Like it is, you know, go beyond <laughs> that. As it, it, no, I'm not trying. It is absolutely disgusting. Yes. But I get what I'm saying. Isn't there a, yes, absolutely. A king, like part of the English Royal family or there's some 
royal bloodline where it was so like diluted with incest that he had like a massive chin and jaw and that was like a trait for the family because it was so inbred what surprised me yeah is that charles king charles uh, (laughs) yeah yeah king charles anybody watching andor <laughs> nope. Yeah, I am. I haven't seen the yep. latest, but I, I I've watched it. Good show, oh, man. I, I'm loving. Andor. So, as someone who I hated Boba Fett, I hated the Obi Wan show. I feel Andor is is really delivering for me. What a, it's so well written. It's so well directed. It's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely much better. Much better than those two that you mentioned. I hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Like I yeah, actively dislike those shows. So I was I had a lot of trepidation going into this. And it's just like, oh man, I'm so sucked in. And even when there's an episode that's not like a big action set piece, like they had the heist, it's still I'm still completely sucked in, completely engrossed. Um, they don't, it's I think the only show so far that Disney Plus has made where they're like they're assuming there's this is not kids watching, so they don't treat the audience like idiots or kids, they don't spoon feed you the information. <laughs> You still have to kind of, there's a lot of nuance and the story, the way the story's crafted, you have to kind of help it unfold while you watch it too. Right. So I like that. I like that a lot. They brought in some heavy hitters of Hollywood, the Gilroy brothers to run this. And you can tell on the, on the high level of quality of the show and the writing and the pacing, the editing, even the music's really cool. And I like that. It's not shoving star wars down your face every other scene you know there's no jedis mm-hmm. or the force or lightsabers you barely see stormtroopers you know at one point someone said a, a speeder and i was like a speeder oh yeah we're watching star wars that's the show is so <laughs> interested in telling its story it doesn't care about easter eggs and stuff like that there's not there's a definite lack of fan service but in a good way because i think it, the strength it- is in the story they're telling and it's long form too. I think it's 12 episodes. So we're really getting some good stuff. There, there's yeah, some Easter, they have Easter eggs in there. It's all background stuff. If you're looking, if you're paying attention and looking and um, sure, sure. But it's not like, it's not like where some Marvel stuff it's almost, not in your face, almost yeah. it hinges on Easter eggs. If it doesn't have this Easter yeah. egg, then the whole thing, you know, it's crap. Yeah. Where, where this Andor doesn't, doesn't need, doesn't need all that stuff. And I do yeah. like how it kind of ties in canonically. A lot of people are talking about how now there's a reference in the show Rebels where they yeah. where they reference the heist of a garrison payroll. I'm like, well, here it is. That's this this is that this is that event. So that's pretty cool too. That there is still the connectivity with the rest of the Star Wars world, but the show does stand on its own. Yeah. Sometimes I feel it's kind of more like Blade Runner than Star Wars. Mm. And I and I like that. Yeah, Matt, are you watching anything different than what we no, talked every, about? Everything's kind of ended as far as like things I've been watching, so I'm on the hunt for something new. Do you guys watch? Um, I know this is a little maybe not your cup of tea. Do you guys watch Handmaid's Tale at all? My fiance no. is big into Handmaid's. She's actually out in the uh, room watching it right now. It's I've never I, seen I, it's it's by far the darkest TV show currently going, but I think it's it's great. So I'll, I'll push what I've been watching. On uh, on Prime, I've been watching uh, The Devil's Hour. It's for for Halloween. Good good show for Halloween. Uh, it's got Peter Capaldi in it. Um, it's kind of a psychic murder mystery. 
so it's really good. Um, there's there's a girl that's got like she doesn't know it, but she's got like these like this uh, second sight of seeing people get murdered, and her son has it too. So like Minority Report. Yeah, kind of, but it's it's it, it's different. It's more of a uh, more of a police drama with that kind of dark. police procedural yeah brutality no brutality <laughs> it's like ncis but with like uh, supernatural stuff yeah if you like supernatural stuff and it's you know you like like the murder mystery type stuff i think you'd like it it's really good it's it's, it's a thriller it's got some good uh scares to it and what's it called the uh, the devil's hour I'd uh, I'd recommend it if you want to watch it, especially this month being Halloween coming up on Monday. This month coming up on Monday. This month coming up <laughs> on Monday. At the end October. of the month ends. At the end of the month. At the end of the month. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> well, hey, I, hey guys, I got to jump off because I got to get up early tomorrow, but um, I appreciate uh, Rowan getting on, Matt, Ish, yeah. Sticks, all you guys tonight. Um, sorry, I got to cut off early, but uh, I appreciate it. Just about to end it. You're all good. Okay. Peace out. Just about all right, to guys. End it, yeah. Thanks again. See you See next you week. JP. Have a good Thank weekend. you. Good JP. Later, man. I think last week we kept JP up to like four in the morning in his. In his yeah, because you guys wouldn't stop talking about cars and insurance and <laughs> taxes. We became absolute legal Zoom podcast. I, I was like. He was like, oh, it's going to be a long show. I, I can't stay past this time. I was like, I'm hoping it's going to be a quick show. Lance isn't here. We won't get derailed. There won't be no <laughs> discussions about you know, car pizza. insurance and then him just sitting back playing his guitar. You know, We'll get to the point, but he had a really good conversation. about That the, was the best when Lance stuff. just picked up his guitar and just kind of signed off <laughs> for 20 seconds. Who knows what he was playing? Yep. After he started around. this whole conversation, That's he's great. like, I'm going to. That was great. <laughs> yeah, I actually was on. I JP had me watch the last two weeks when he got on, and last week I was at a thing and I got out and I turned it on, and it was literally just I, it was an hour of the taxes of when you sell yep. a car and buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get, man. That's yeah. that's uh, the way it kind of goes. Yeah. But all right, well, I want to thank Sticks for this week. Oh Jesus! You always do this ish at the end of the show. I got it in. I got it in. Derail everything, huh? Um, I really didn't pick up much this week because there wasn't much that caught my fancy. Well, for anyone who's going to tune in to Saturday Night Special tomorrow, I believe we're talking about a certain comic book that is a very, really crazy comic book. Kyle said, "Read it," and I haven't read it yet. Yeah, I read it, and I was like, "Damn, that's." It's like Red Room. If anyone's read Ed Piscor's Red Room, Maybe this tomorrow. is like up there with that. Um, I picked up Ninja Turtles Armageddon game number two. Uh, Power Rangers 101. Because it's got a new character in it. Oh, a new slash old character. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 12. And then Venom 12. And that's it. That's it. That's all I picked okay. up this week. Was was this week the you know, week it's, that it, the Turtles Saturday morning? Came out? No. no, I think no. that's next week. 
not not to toot the star trek horn but literally the one book (laughs) that we got phone calls on this week you know that's always the big thing when people start calling like hey do you have this book do you have this book was for that star trek number one and just because i felt kind of good about it we actually ordered a little more than we normally order on star trek and it's already we already sold out so for me that was like that's a big win i was like damn yeah people were excited about the star trek book people actually called about it you know i'm like i'm on my way to the store hold a copy for me uh how many Uh, times did you call your own shop (laughs) right i walked outside picked up the phone (laughs) dick hey let me use your phone real quick you get different voices Bill's like, we're not ordering more unless somebody else actually asks for it. So Ish goes in the back and starts calling. There you go. I've got to order more. I fluffed the numbers. Uh, Next week, there's a nice, really nice looking Jin Bartel uh, She-Hulk cover. Mm. Interested in that. Um, I was looking for Saturday Night Cartoon Turtles. Yeah, that's next week. Okay. Um. All right. Well, ooh, quick stops comes out next week too, and Samurai Doggy issue three. But quick stops is getting um, local comic shop day special variant. Is it lumper store? Yeah. When is local comic shop day? How much are you selling Actually, that one? I guess, per, I guess next week. That one per store for ish. For you, cover price. Ooh, is it the um? Is it the one where they're like standing in the like spotlight? I I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't have it in front of me. Oh, it's the LCSD twenty twenty variant. It's the Chronic Hollywood Chronicon variant. It looks like. You know, we you also know have we have a Clerks number one and a Jay and Silent Bob number one in the store. Just kind of what printing of the Clerks number? Just filing one. stuff, like, and I was like, oh, for the Clerks, like what? Like, yeah, what does it look like? Is it like the cartoon where they are, or I want to say it's a black and white cover? Okay, is it the Oni? Is it Oni Press or no? Or Oni Press? I think it's Oni Press. I think it's Oni Press. I mean, I have one back here, but mine's like a third printing. I could, it should be the same cover, but if I if um, I remember on Monday, I'll snap a photo and send it to you. Right. Me. I might I might be if you're gonna do cover price, I'll take that one per store off your hands too. Zaggy says uh Strange Academy. I don't know if it started back up. I think that's just a one shot that came out this week. But I could be wrong. What would I know? I only sell these comic books. Right. You only peddle these wares. But often enough, people ask me these questions, and I'm like, you know what? I have no idea. <laughs> you should know this stuff, Ish. Jeez. Dude, there's Come so on. much to know. It's just like I'd rather not know nothing than try to know everything. That's my philosophy on a Friday night. There you, you know, go. Nothing. But yeah, it looks like local comic shop day is November 24th. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's the day before Thanksgiving. Nice. Was but. that Black Friday? Oh, day before Thanksgiving. Day yeah. Before. yeah. An old Ron, are you more of a 19. are you more of a um like old like collecting gold and silver age or do you do any modern stuff? Uh, I don't have any golden. Uh, I would love to own some golden like Batman and Superman, but I don't have it. I, I don't have any of that. Um, yeah, so I'm 
strictly almost the the stuff that I kind of grew up on, and so it's all yeah, it's all older stuff, bronze, silver, bronze, um, silver, some copper, yeah, like um, yeah. Moving forward, like my main goal is now kind of like silver age, kind of blue chip stuff. So less quantity, more bigger kind of stuff. So you're you're going after them big boy books. Yeah, yeah. So um so it'll be like for me it'll probably be like a book every couple months so i can save up kind of for each one do you have a, do you have an lcs you go to do you do you pull modern comics or, or uh so i have i i have uh a couple or one specifically that i've gone to the most um however i found oh it's called ancient comics um it's called ancient comics it's in burien which is a little south of seattle um, and I, and I, and oftentimes now I just kind of go in and, and shoot the shit with a guy, um, just cause it's fun to, to talk this kind of stuff. Um, but in personally, like, I think honestly the best success I've had is, um, uh, just buying on Instagram, um, is where I found the best deals and, you know, it's, it's easiest to make like relationships and work deals and whatnot. And then actually these past so I've been on a, uh, a buying freeze through the holidays. You know, I got kids, got to do all that stuff for. And so I got onto these Facebook buy, sell, trade groups, and I've made two pretty big trades in the last two weeks that got me the first Thanos and the first Black Panther. So that nice. didn't have to spend a dollar. I mean, just used books I had that I didn't consider forever PC books. Nice. Yeah. Letting the hobby fund itself. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, Ish, it looks like Strange Academy Finals is it's either an ongoing or a four-issue miniseries because there's at least okay. I can see the first four issues. So, Matt, you, you, you're you into collecting the, the new stuff that comes out? Yeah, I'm an all-around collector. Like, I collect gold and silver and copper age and modern. I kind of collect a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, by one kind of, like, so when you collect, you collect like with the modern stuff. Is it for value or is it for you just like to read them? Just personal. Yeah, I like to read it. Yeah, yeah I, I think the one thing that's kind of frustrating with me with, with the new stuff is, A, everything's got 56 different cover options. Yeah. Um, and then, B, it just seems like nowadays there's this game of like so many people just get books and then just send them immediately to CDC. So there's a crap ton of nine eights, And so it's like if you don't have a nine eight in that book, yeah yeah and like i said i'm more more modern for me just what stuff i like but i'm not i don't really sell or resell a lot either so it's it's kind of like i i look at some of these keys and i'm like ooh, i'd love to have that one day but i don't do anything to try and pursue it so Mm -hmm. it's just like i'll just keep collecting my stuff and i don't a lot of them a lot of of now are out of our price range now right i mean yeah so yeah like 20 years ago, you probably could have gotten some of those but at I, a decent price. I collect more. What I like, like I'm not a modern reacher. So if like this new part, you know, like when Scar showed up on She-Hulk, I wasn't out there going, oh, my God, I got to get that. What if Planet Hulk number one, you know, number one right now? And because right. I know the spec game, I know it's so many people in it. And I know that if you're just buying it when the character hits TV, you're already too late. Too late. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So JP I and I actually it. always, every time it comes up, we always kind of have a laugh about the, and I actually, I will say of the modern comics, I like Miles Morales. Like, so I have mm-hmm. a couple of his things, 
but me and JP oftentimes always have a laugh whenever it comes up for sale that ultimate follow-up for the jerkin variant or whatever like there was today it was posted for thirty six thousand dollars Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I could not imagine. Like, if I had that book, I would sell it for thirty six thousand, and then I would buy like a Hulk one and an FF five and something yeah. like that. Like, yeah, insane. But, Speaking of FF five, we just got uh, Bill just sent one in, got it back at two point oh. that's awesome. Yeah, that would that be book. a dream for me. This guy came. He had. We couldn't make the deal. He had a 7.0 FF5. What did he want and he for sat, it? He sat. Well, I don't know. He, he It was just him and Bill in the back room negotiating for like an hour. And then he, he walked out with the book in his hand. I was like, oh, man, they couldn't make a deal on it. Uh, yeah, that would be a dream for me. That's tough. Yeah. But, yeah, some of those books yeah, are just like. Moment of silence. Yeah, right. Well, it like blows my mind that like people were like, oh, well, I got this amazing fantasy 15 and I didn't pay for it. You know, I traded up for it. And I'm like, I just, I get too sentimental. I could, I could probably count on them. If I had a dollar for every time, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. I'm selling my collection. I'd be a rich man right now. And I just can't, I just can't yeah. ever bring myself to do it. I can't bring myself to sell anything. So I'm like, hmm, man. because you're a collector. Yeah. You're not a, you're not a flipper or a seller. You're like, you're an actual collector. Collector is someone who buys comic books with the intent to keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It is. You know, people who buy a comic and are, are right away care about well the value of it. I'm like, that's you're not really a collector at this point. Collect that's your collection is your collection, regardless yeah, of exactly. what it's worth. So it's hard. The hard life we live as comic book collectors, huh? It's tough. It's tough. Singing the blues. You know, I always tell people, if they ask for advice, I was like, always invest in a book that even if it crashes rock bottom, you're still happy to have it in your collection. That way you can never go wrong. And if it's worth a million dollars one day, then yay, you won the lottery. If it's not, you still have a book that you look at and you're like, that's cool. It makes me smile because it's a good comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And JP and I talk about that both a lot is that I don't collect for investment purposes. It's more I collect for the enjoyment of collecting, right? Like I have, hobby. you know, we have our own investment things mm-hmm. going on outside of comic books. Like that's not what I'm counting on to retire off of. Like I collect because I enjoy it. Yeah. And with mod- and with modern books, you know, I'm such a big proponent of like if you're buying modern books, be reading them. There's so many people mm-hmm. I see every day. Some of the books they get, some of the pulls they get, I know they're not reading these books, and I kind of know the person. And I'm like, you're spending money on all these comics, and I know if you actually picked it up and read it, you'd probably hate it. You'd probably go, this comic sucks. Yet you're still, yeah. you know, I'll take their money. Yep. But it's just kind of weird that, like, on modern books, I always tell people, like, read it. Enjoy the story. Like, at the very least, baseline, yeah. go, I like reading this comic. And then care about, you know, speculating yeah. on it or I, whatever you're going to do. I did that a couple of years ago when, like, Kate was doing Thor and Venom. You know, I was, like, buying them because I thought they were, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what I thought. but And now I don't even want them. 
like I don't know what. Well, chances are, if you read them, you might actually think they're pretty good. Like the Kate's Thor run has been, you know, I I, I I've read, read them, but I I don't I don't want care to. for it. <laughs> no, it was decent well, read right story. up until the the Hulk stuff, and then like they they kick you off with that whole Thanos thing at the end of the like the first issue, and they haven't come back mm. to that yet. Like, let's go wrap it up, yeah. you know? Yeah. But the the Venom stuff is everyone was specking on Null. Null, 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 Null. And now Null's happened. And the character that was supposed to be Null just kind of got tossed by the wayside in Thor, Love, and Thunder. So, Wait, who is supposed to be Null in Thor, Love, and Thunder? So the god that has the uh, necro sword that uh, Gore gets, that's Null. That came to be Null. So Gore should have gotten his powers from Null, but Null mm-hmm. was absent. From was that the guy in the very beginning? But he should have been. Yeah, so it was like the guy on the ground when the when he meets the other gods and he picks up the sword from yeah, his dead the, body. That, but that, that wasn't supposed become... to be Null in any shape or form. That was like an entirely different character. He just totally replaced Null. Well, it became Null when Kate. Yeah, over that, that character became Null when Kate took it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, originally it wasn't. It was just a. A god, yeah. Well, and you didn't. Kate know came in and made. Oh, we'll make him the symbiote yeah. guy. No, I'm talking about the guy in the movie though that he stabs. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not talking. I don't about think him. we were supposed no. to think that was null. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I thought not. That, the, that's what we were talking about. The dude that's dead on the ground with the yeah. that he picks up the necro sword from. Yeah, the necro sword chose him, but yeah, oh, yeah. I see. Because okay. of his hatred of, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you can still get no. I mean, you could say that no is inside of the sword, I guess. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, he's Sony property, so I don't think. I think no, no will still have his day. I don't think. I don't think he's just kind of been cast aside, and you know that was a horrible thing to spec on. You know, people were really pumped about no, like that. That was a big storyline. I, I, I think he'll still yeah, have some impact. I think it was too soon for Null to be pushed into the movies, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, so is it the the storyline's only six months old? They're not going to put it into the theaters already. They're not going to. They're not going to get. They're not themselves going to get FOMO just to get your money. Yeah. There, uh, the Venom issue this week had the uh, C cover was a null cover. I don't <laughs> know if you saw that, Matt. <laughs> Fucking Zaggy. I just picked up the Marvel Legends toy with Null and Venom. It's pretty neato. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? Ish Venom had a null cover. Had a null cover. Isn't that what you just said? Yeah, you said it had a null cover. I did. See the C yeah. cover. Oh, I asked cool. if you had seen it. Oh no, I'm looking at it right now. Where he's standing there, standing there with the sword. I don't yeah. think that's null it's though. It's not the greatest, but. You don't think that's no? I haven't seen that cover, so. Unless it's Dylan Brock. No, here, I'll, I can share it. Oh. See, that was one. I thought that was one variant that might have a little more attraction this week, and it really it really didn't. It's because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not um, null, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I just assumed that it was. I think it. It possibly is no, but I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's Dylan as no. No, was it? There was another character. Yeah, it's old. 
old Dylan Brock because yeah, because isn't yeah, the yeah, it's been a long time since I've read this, but when they're doing the the um King and Black stuff, doesn't did they run into like old Dylan Brock for and he's like evil and he's got like long gray hair and now I have to go back and read Venom. Thanks, Ish. <laughs> Good job, Ish. Sorry to make you have to read comic books. Damn yeah, it. I know. You're just trying to get my money any way you can, huh? Just trying to get that dollar. But all right, well, I guess that's where we'll we'll end this attempt for the third time before Ish asks me what else I've got going on this well, week. Well, I was going to ask about Crown Jewel. If you're getting excited, uh, if you're getting pumped. No, I'm not. No, you're not. I'm so far on behind on WWE programming. Like, it's not fun. I tried to watch Raw on Monday, and I felt like it was unwatchable. Yeah, but. yeah, and they started out with the the, the women's uh, tag team. I think it was. I don't know. Uh, the Crown Jewel. I mean, they're doing the same thing they did the last time, right? So they're bringing. Brock is coming back, and you know, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be crappy. Yeah, I, I, got a better I think the Logan Paul Roman Reigns fight is going to be. They're going to pull something. Yeah. Logan Paul doesn't just show up, and you know, wow, there's going to be some sort of stunt. Are you going to the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight in Phoenix tomorrow? Ish, you got your front row tickets, I am right? Not. I know. He's got his Are Fantastic World pass. No. Yeah. Going. I got my Fantastic Worlds VIP pass. Where, mm-hmm. where is that taking place in Phoenix? Uh, is it at? It's at the. Is it, is it halftime at the Cardinals game? No, no, no. It's at the. Um, I want to say it's at the Desert Diamond Arena, which I've never heard of. <laughs> some Desert some slum bar. Yeah. Speaking of which, tonight and and I didn't watch it. This is my dedication to this show. I'll be watching it later. Was the uh, Coyotes home opener night in their new arena? Oh, so that's what Gila River is called now. Gila River Arena is now Desert Diamond Arena. It's now Desert Diamond. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you still having say so? They opened that Mullet Arena. They handed out free mullet wigs to all fans in attendance. But there you go. Are you still having an issue watching the coyotes? Well, uh, nobody wants to watch the coyotes. Were you having an issue watching the coyotes game? He's having an issue with his internet connection. Yeah. But, all right. <laughs> we'll end it here. Roja is like, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I don't even know what, what I'm doing right now. But I thank you for jumping in and coming on tonight. And you're welcome back anytime yeah. you want to come on, man. I hope you had a good time. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I stuff. loved it. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Sticks, thank you as always. I'm glad I could pull you in for talking a little who. Yeah, appreciate that. And uh, Ish, you just enjoy that uh, frozen internet. And I want to thank everyone in the chat for hanging out tonight. Hope you guys had a good time. And we'll, uh, so we won't have a show next week because Lance won't be here and I won't be here. And then the weekend after that, I'm getting married. So we'll be back in two weeks. Get your priorities straight. Yeah, I know. Congratulations, (laughs) man. Thank you. Yeah. Don't but, don't watch don't watch Batman sure. versus Superman but, the night before. I I'm I'm not playing it. We're going to Vegas okay. for my bachelor but, party, so I'm, here, I don't. <laughs> here, here's but, what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Congratulations to Aaron. Yes. 
<laughs> she's the real winner in all of this. She's the winner no. in this in this whole thing. <laughs> but, all right. Well, until next time, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in two weeks. Later. Have a good night, guys. See ya. All you freaks and geeks. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink some Cosby wine. (laughs) We'll drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. (laughs) See you next time on the Absolute Geek.